Valverde. I think it's only fair to warn you, this facility is surrounded by a highly trained team of 130 black ops snipers. I don't believe you. Would you believe two dozen Delta Force commandos? No. How about Chuck Norris with a BB gun? decisions with your lineups we are here to help you with that we're going to give you the fantasy goo give you that ff knowledge and as usual to the left of me i've got houdini stag party is not with us today the lovely young fella is uh getting some of his pyro content done because tomorrow he and his lady go down to mexico for a nice uh uh, for the rest of the week for a good trip, a much-deserved trip. Uh, I can't remember a time when that guy took a nice trip like that. And Dan, he walks so hard for us year-round at Pyro, and he's actually got a full-time job, too, so... schedule and just go to week 13 and we go from the top games down but you know you wonder why uh, the NFL is having some issues um, with its image and, and whatnot and endlessly it just it just is an endless thing between Ezekiel Elliott the deflate gate and Brady a couple of years ago and that whole thing whatever we'll move on this week at this last weekend the whole fighting with Crabtree and 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 uh, to uh, Talib. Talib. yeah I mean 
that was just, it's just ridiculous. But I will say that I think the real reason that the NFL is super hurting right now, listen to the starting quarterbacks for week 13 this weekend. Listen to these names. Deshaun Kaiser, Mitch Trubisky, Blaine Gabbert, Josh McCown, Tom Savage, Trevor Simeon, Matt Moore, Brent Hundley, Jacob Brissett, Geno Smith, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's like half the league, league's teams. Those are the starting quarterbacks. That there, your people, is the <laughs> issue the NFL is having right now. Here's your early gut check for you in week 13. If you have to start one of those quarterbacks that D-Rex just named, you might be in trouble. You are definitely in trouble. The only guy on that list that might do something, maybe a Kaiser, maybe a Fitzpatrick. Um, but yeah, that's uh, hopefully at gut check time. You're not having to go down that route. All right, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got a good game um, on Thursday night. Well, hopefully it's going to be a good game, or maybe it would have been a good game with the Cowboys 1.0. Uh, it's a different looking team these days. But we got the Redskins are going to be down at AT&T in Texas playing against the Cowboys Thursday night football. Um, let's start with the Redskins. Well, let's start with the Redskins. So you have Kirk Cousins, if you got to put your faith in into Kirk. Um, you know, maybe this is a better week to, to start doing it. Uh, you know, the last time that he did play against the Cowboys, he threw for only 263 yards with just one touchdown and one interception. And unfortunately, he's had too many games with just one touchdown this year. Uh, it's been, what, four games with one touchdown and one with no touchdowns. Now, his last two games, he's thrown five touchdowns and one interception. So you have that looking up on the bright side. This is a divisional matchup. The other benefit that he has right now is Samaj P. Ryan. P. Ryan, who's had over 20 carries in each of his last two, uh, two games, has gained over 100 yards in each of the last two weeks. It's not necessarily pretty. It's, it's a volume attack. But he's giving it some balance, and I think yeah. that, that has to help. Well, I think, as I said, it's a much different team right now with Lee out. Uh, the offense is sputtering. You know, Zach, uh, Dak was able to get that rushing touchdown, but uh, they're not putting points up on the board. Uh, and let's remember, last year when Cousins went down to uh, Cowboys Stadium, he threw up a three-touchdown, 400-yard game. Um, so... This is a place that Cousins feels real comfortable. This is a defense that's definitely susceptible at this moment. And I feel like, other than some injuries that are happening, um, obviously Reed being out and um, Pryor being garbage, uh, and I think he's, he's, out. Out, he's out for the season too, right? Yep. Um, so, but you've got Crowder, who is one of you know, bitch slap extraordinaire through the first part, but has really come into his own in the last four weeks. And it's, a, you know, his last four games, and go back to, well, actually, yeah, so his last four games, four games ago was against Dallas that he played. It was yeah. back in week eight. Week because eight. he, um, uh, in that game, he had 13 targets, he had nine catches, 123 yards. Since that game, he has had 13 targets, 11 targets, eight targets, 10 targets. He's had nine catches, four catches, seven catches, seven catches. He's at 123, 76, 72, and 141 yards. And last week he finally found the end zone. Yeah, that was his best game of the season, maybe of his career last week. But it's a it's a different guy. I was actually lucky enough to pick him up right before that game, that Cowboys game. People, he was on the waiver wire. People were like, "I'm done with him." I wrote him up, and I was like, "Shit, we got a, I got a large bench." 
This guy might suck, but he's better than some dudes I've got on, on my team right now. I'm picking him up in the what if category, and it's paid off in spades. He's my flex. It's amazing. I just you wonder what happened to the guy because at the end of uh, last year he started to fade. I think it was like for the first 12 weeks of last year he was I think a top 10 wide receiver. And in some formats was like a, a top five wide receiver uh, in, in one of my leagues because of his kick return yards too. But then he just fell off the table. He didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, the start of this year, you, you thought maybe you had something in the first couple of weeks, and then it just disappeared. And now all of a sudden, they've, they've rediscovered it. Now, does this happen to coincide with Jordan Reed not being on the field and that maybe he's opening up more things for Carter? Maybe so. But, you know, Reed's off, off, off the field. Yeah, well, I think there you go. You got it's appearing that um, I haven't heard any good news about Reed coming back. Uh, Vernon Davis, you know, last week I'm pretty sure most experts around there uh, Thursday uh, Thanksgiving, he was like a, I think for us even I think he was a top six tight end. Threw up a stink fest. I think he had zero catches uh, on the day. Uh, basically zero points. Sadly enough, it, it, well, it benefited me in one league. Sadly enough, for one of my best friends. He played Vernon Davis over uh, Delaney Walker mm. and ended up losing last night by .5 points on that last catch by De uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the one that he got totally fouled on and came back and still made that amazing catch. Oh, that won it for a guy that's already in the playoffs. But it keeps. if he had won that, there really would have been one spot open for like two or three teams. Now there's two spots open still for about – Three or four teams. Wow. Uh, but yeah, Exciting. Deshaun, yeah, was, but if he had played Delaney Walker instead of uh, Vernon Davis, he's he wins that game. Believe you me, he's hitting his head, banging his head over that one. Blaming those quote unquote experts like ourselves. Yeah, now the other guy that you might think about uh, if, if you're having a, a take a flyer in a deeper league and thinking about Josh Doxson. Um, I don't know how strong of a recommendation it is right now. I mean, over his last four weeks, he's also seen an uptick. You know, but his targets are only at five, seven, seven, and four. Uh, he did also score a touchdown last week, uh, which was his first since week eight, which was also against Dallas. But he only had one catch for one yard and a touchdown in that game. So, uh, Doxon is is he's he's only topped fifty yards twice over the last uh, four weeks. So, with a high game of eighty-one, I don't know. I think it's more of a crapshoot. I, I think Crowder is a safer spot start. Volume um, City for Crowder. You got to be loving that. Cousins. I, I look at him probably more as a, a lower end quarterback one though. If you lower end quarterback start. Cool. Let's go over to the Cowboys side of the ball. Um, you know, you basically can't be uh, too excited about the running back situation. Um, it looks like Norman's back, so uh, Des Bryant has basically been a touchdown. Um, you know, he needs a touchdown to have a good day. It's just the we talked about it last week. He's he's essentially, and I didn't, I don't even have the stats from last week's game in front of me. I yeah, I, I, he was on my team. He got because the benchmark in our league, in order to score any points, he's yeah. got to get at least forty yards. So what he had thirty-seven yards last week. It's it's painful. He's basically like he's an extent. They're using him like the running game, so he gets a couple catches and he gets six yards, and it's just I, I'm nervous for 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 Dez. I'm kind of jumping off the train next year. I, it, it's kind of been a few years now. Well, it is now. It's been, it's been a few years now that Dez has just kind of been like a real underwhelmer, and you were able to get him third, fourth round or something this year, but and it'll slip even more for next year. But it's just. He's just not. He's just not an elite wide no, receiver. No, and, and not the way that anymore. they use him in that offense. Yeah. He's not. So look, listen to the, listen to his yardage totals every game this year: forty-three, 
59, 12, 98, 52, 63, 39, 73, 39, 63, 37. Jesus, a lot of 30s and not any 100s. Right, and and you only have uh, four touchdowns on the year, but you've had no touchdowns in his last, uh, well, was it since week seven? Yeah, so Norman and uh, Brashad uh, Breland have both been pretty solid when in the lineup. So I, I think this defense, this offense for the Cowboys is going to sputter a little bit, uh, continue to sputter through the air. Um, you know, what are you expecting? Des is going to fail. Last time he played against him, he had four for 39. So Norman's going to be locked all over him. Um, you're, you're, is that going to be another fight like the uh, like like they've done in the past or like that Crabtree one? I don't know. They, they did all the commercials together, so yeah. maybe they're trying to keep it uh, above belt. But uh, <laughs> you know, look, I, I just I look at what Dak's doing or Dak is not doing. One of the Dak's not doing is not throwing for any yards. So he's topped 200 yards passing once in his last what is that five games. He, you're under 200 yards, four out of five games. Where do you spread any offense around to? You can't. So the only way that you score points with Dak is when he's running. And, and he's been doing that a little bit, but he hasn't done that in the last two weeks. So he's been pretty much unstartable in these last couple weeks. And, you know, I don't know what makes you think that's going to get that much better against this team who he threw for 143 yards in their last matchup. Yeah. So Whitnight is 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 a is a stay away from. You can't even trust any of the running backs now because it, Rod Smith all of a sudden started to get the, the the better touches, and they had a split even on the carries. But if they're not passing the ball, no one's respecting the run. They're not able to break any big plays. It's just not an offense you really want any part of right now. Yeah, the trajectory and the direction this offense is going is well touted. I think they. I, I don't know the, the numbers, but they went a whole other game without a passing TD. Uh, I, I think Dak. Yeah, okay. Their the last three games, they've scored seven, nine, and six points. Yeah, so trouble. So if you are in gut check time and you're relying on any Cowboys, and that includes, we know that Dak started out the season as a top positional week guy. I think he was like eight for eight, maybe seven of the first eight weeks. Ever since um, Elliott's gone out, and uh, the, who's the Smith, the uh, the offensive guy, uh, lineman, it went down. He came back last week, but I think he got nicked up again in that game, and it didn't matter. His, his return was the kind of uh, saving grace that some owners were putting him in the lineup. It's 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 trouble. So I jump off that Cowboys bandwagon, and I feel bad for the Cowboys in some ways because one of my good friends is a, a huge Cowboys fan. He's already like claim. He's already like. Posting shit wanting Romo back, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I, mean, I think, I think yeah, it's, it's, you you were just talking. You have a Dak jersey. I've seen you in an Elliott jersey, and he has four bad games, and now you're calling for his head. And he's like, dude, have you seen him play? I'm like, you are like a Cubs fan three years ago. The other thing is you got to realize football injuries. What did I hear this uh, on the radio the other day? What's the best ability in football? It's availability. Yeah. Are you able to be on the field every week? If you're not, don't have the availability. They were talking about Leonard Floyd. They were talking about you. Talking about Jordan Reed. You're talking about all these other guys. If you're not available, it doesn't matter how great your skill set is. Yeah. And I think one thing, and we'll just move on to the next game. But I think Dak this offseason, I think he was he's the number one. Um, a sponsor, uh, you know, in, in the most commercial, he's made more money off being a, spot, a, a commercial. I can't believe I'm spacing the name of that. Um, but of any player in the NFL, spokesman, a spokesman, a commercial <laughs> spokesman, uh, making money off of off of uh, commercials and other brands. He's number one player in the NFL this year. 
Um, I think next year that number will go down. And two, I think he's uh, he just needs to you know maybe stay out of uh, just focus on your craft. And you make you're make you're gonna make much more money being the best quarterback in the world from the Cowboys for the next ten years than you are being um, you know the next uh, face for whatever you are. The uh, he's in every he's in everything. Go ahead. Miss it by that much. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Vikings at the Falcons. Damn, that's a sick game. Uh, Falcons are hot, but let's see if they can uh, bring it to the Vikings. I would say the Vikings probably at this point in the season, maybe the Eagles is included, uh, and yeah, even more than the Steelers, have the most fantasy viable players that you can go to on a weekly basis. Um, they just, Thielen's... Uh, what, number two right now? For so you're saying which teams would you mention? Vikings. You the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Steelers. And the Steelers. I think they have the and most what, And what do those three teams have, have in common? Uh, good quarterbacks, good running backs, good receivers, good no, offensive lines. Here, good defenses. Oh, yeah, there you go. So their defenses get them the ball back <laughs> in opportune situations where they have shorter fields to work with at many times, or they're just getting the ball back and, and wearing out their, the, the teams that they're playing against. Yeah. So... Uh, and then you add the volume of weapons on top of that, and it becomes a very strong asset. So you have the dilemma, and there is no dilemma. You're sticking with Case Keenum until he completely falls on his face and gives you a, a, a Nathan Peterman, right? <laughs> Which is probably going to happen sometime when you need it most. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Case has been awesome. He smoked me on Thursday in a league or two. But... Um, he is Case Keenum, so you know. Let's not let's not buy into the fact that this guy's going to bring you a fantasy championship. I just don't know if it's that. Right. Well, and look, he's had a strong last four games. Thrown for 288, 304, 280, and 282 last week. He's thrown for in, those, in that time uh, two touchdowns, four touchdowns, one and two, and he's only been picked off three times. So. Those numbers are encouraging. He also had the rushing touchdown. Okay, that was a, a, a thing that you can never count on with Case Keenum, but he'll run for his life. And of course. he's getting opportunities. And why? Because it leads back to the other part of the doing so well. It's the balance that they also have on their offense with the running game with the Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. You know that they're the they're the, the fifth best uh, fantasy points scored by a running back uh, by a backfield. Fifth most, the Vikings, uh, with McKinnon. And, I mean, I guess, you know, Cook started out hot, but he went out, what, week three, I think, um, maybe week four, and, and it's Murray's really stepped it up, it's, and McKinnon does his thing, too. McKinnon is, is gives you that, that splash here there, but Murray is by far the consistent of the two. Yeah. And especially to start looking back to basically week six, when, they, when, when he came over um, and he came back, they started giving him more volume. That's when he got 15 carries in that game. And he only gained 28 yards. Uh, it was against Green Bay. But then he comes back the next week, 18 carries for 113. Then 19 for 39. But they still give him the ball. 17 for 68. And then the last two weeks, 15 for 95 and 20 for 84. In his last three weeks, which he had a touchdown in all three games, he scored four touchdowns. And he's got five touchdowns in his last five games. So he's doing almost exactly what he was doing uh, as a guy that was a top, what was he, a top 10 or a top 15 running back last year with Oakland. Not doing it because it was pretty with all the yardage, but, man, in the red zone, he, for a guy that I, I didn't see that in his game at all when he was coming out, that he was going to be the red zone goal line back. Latavius Murray is just... He's a big, he's a big boy, but, yeah, I mean... 
I think that I think that remember that offensive line. It wasn't last year, was it? It was two years ago. They were like the maybe it was last year. They were the worst in the league. They really stepped it up uh, and, and become a better unit uh, there for sure. Um, let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, you know, in all honesty, in, in this matchup, Falcons. Uh, let's see how they do up against uh, against running backs. Uh, where are you, Atlanta? This is what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, it right here. There you go. 17.3. Yeah, 17.3. So they're middling. So, you know, you're not scared of the, the Atlanta Falcons against um, running back situation. But, again, gut check time. I think Murray's a little more of a back end, too, more of a flex guy. Um, and McKinnon is a, is a dart throw. If you're if you're starting him, yeah, he could flat, fall flat on your face. Let's go so to Thielen. Obviously ridiculous. Thielen is the guy that you, is the no brainer. When a guy who has uh, double digit targets in uh, five of his last six games, and the one game that he didn't, he had nine targets. Uh, I, I think you can feel very comfortable with him. On the on the other side, though, I don't think you can feel as comfortable with Stephon Diggs. Here's a guy who's getting seven, six, five, six, four targets per game. He's not getting the volume. Case Keenan is locked in to uh, uh, to Thielen, and I, I just I, I I look at it here. This is my gut check. If I have a better option, or I'm, I'm not having Diggs be my wide receiver two, I'm moving him as either my flex or my wide receiver three. I, I'm just not feeling as comfortable as I've felt with him in years past. Yeah, it, it, it's it's true. He started out so hot, got banged up, and then uh, now Thielen's just come in and, and, and taking the role. But Thielen's not hasn't put up the touchdowns. You know, he's only got three touchdowns in the season. He's one of three, four players so far that's got over a thousand yards. Um, but yeah, Thielen, you're locked. You're locked as stags. I'll do the stag. You're Thielen. He's locked in. Locked in. You're locked in with Thielen. You're locked in with. Uh, but yeah, Diggs. I'm still kind of toting him out on a. On a weekly start, here's a question I have for you. I hope the answer is what I think, but digs this week, and we'll talk about it later, or a dart throw upside the Hail Mary Josh Gordon coming off suspension? You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. I was hoping you'd say digs, but in the back of my mind, you know me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gambler. I'm a rolling of the dice, man. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, Rudolph. He had... First of all, to your other statement. <laughs> Rudolph consistently basically gets about seven targets a week. Um, but this is, again, the same problem, I think, when you're looking at digs uh, you have with Rudolph, but I think you can feel better because at the tight end position, you don't necessarily need to have as many yards to be as, as successful. And Rudolph's been finding the end zone two times last week, uh, that was, which was his first time since week eight. So... Um, that's the other issue. If you're not scoring touchdowns when you have a quarterback who's throwing anywhere from 260 to 280 yards per game, you have two running backs that are each, uh, between the two of them, averaging about 30 carries as a team. So I don't know where the script is that you're thinking that you're going to get a ton of points. Even though it's a matchup against Atlanta where you figure you're going to have to open things up a little bit more. Um, and Atlanta uh, against the, the tight ends... I, they're pretty good, so they only give up uh, six point two points per game. It's six six best in the league. So I don't know that that's where I script the damage coming from. I, I think that if you're looking for your highlight show, it's going to be the Thielen versus Julio. Yeah, 
Uh, funny thought when you, you hear all the time with uh, with Thielen uh, and and just uh, everyone. So you know, he's obviously the story of the season. You know, he's been had his breakout moment last year, and he's just been a stud this year. But everyone's always like, how how, where, how did all these other teams miss on him? How did they? And I went into my long diatribe about that awesome um, sports um, article and uh, the players illustrate. Um, uh, play, Sports Illustrated? No, not players. It's a, the, I'm spacing it off. But uh, uh, that good. Way, there's a great article um, about him, and, and just obviously he's the story around. But just it's funny. Everyone's like, "How do people miss on him, dude? He's a white guy from a D3 school." Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was undrafted. It's, yeah, that, is that the, the white hey, guys? He, no matter how tall, fast, uh, from a D3 school, you don't think a wide receiver is going to pan out? And don't give the Vikings all that much credit. He was in Minneapolis. That's yeah. where he was. Living, yeah. so yeah. you latch onto the team that's in town. So absolutely, they There's just lucked out. Great story. That guy's about to get. Paid. All right, let's go over to the Falcon side of the ball. Pretty amazing night at the office uh, for Julio Jones. Finally got that explosion um, with that game. Julio Jones becomes the only player in NFL history with 250 um, plus. Uh, three 250-plus yard receiving games. No other player in the history of the game has done it. He's done it three times. And uh, it's just ridiculous how when he gets going and does it, it's, it's as fun as it is to watch. It's, it's the reason why he's my favorite player. I mean, I was just glued to the TV. Just anytime he touches the ball when he's hot like that, it's like, so, so get let it. Me, so let me get, check you with a question here. Yeah. So... Are you feeling confident to start Matt Ryan in this matchup? They are at home. Minnesota is a very good defense. Minnesota only allows 13.4 points six, uh, against quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on what you have. But at this point, right now, I think, I think yeah, sort of. I think the team's, the team's in, a, in a nice little groove. They, they kind of need to be thrown in a bit more with Devonta uh, out with the concussion. You know, keep your eye on that in this game. The news, you know, last week he did practice, mm-hmm. uh, but he did not pass the uh, concussion protocol before the week. So that's something that literally at this point on Tuesday, um, November 28th, we can't tell you if Devonta is playing this weekend or not. Um, if he is, you know, they can rely a lot more on the running game and be more of a ground and pound. Not well, saying think- that that's any better because Minnesota is the best. Right. Team against the run, uh, but I, I, you don't love Matt Ryan at this point, just in, in general. But um, if you don't have better, there's worse options out there. This is, but I you, named all of them. You did. <laughs> you did. This is my, this is my problem when I, when I look at this game. You, you say, oh, I think about all the players that that, that are on uh, both these teams. The Thielen, right? It's going to be this exciting type of a game. But Minnesota's defense is phenomenal. Julio Jones just had that amazing game. There's always that step back to reality after you have that, that amazing game. And it usually will happen when you have Xavier Rhodes lining up against you probably for most of the game. Yeah. So that, That's going to be a sweet matchup. Those are two, as Dogmatic would say, two bodies of chiseled from the gods. Uh, Rhodes going up against uh, 
Julio. That'll be sick. And also, don't forget, Sanu threw uh, Julio Jones' longest touchdown yeah. catch of the year. So uh, Matt uh, Matt Ryan has uh, needs to air it out a little more and just kind of he this doesn't is need to scary. feed the beast. The way that Ben Roth, if if Matt Ryan fed and he did, I know he did last year. I'm pretty sure last year Julio did lead the league in targets, but. And that this year, I thought that both AJ Green and Julio were both going to lead the league in targets. Matt Ryan needs to drop back and just let let the 50-50 ball run with Julio Jones literally 30 times more a season than he does. The way Ben does against a little body boy, uh, Antonio Brown. So, but is it going to happen when Matt Ryan has only attempted more than 30 passes two of his last five games? I, I don't know. I'm not high on. I'm not. It's hard to be you know, high that, on anybody. That's, that's where even 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 Jones has got a tough matchup here. I think he's matchup proof, but you can't be high on anyone against this Viking team. Like, no, I think sure, that's really what, the, know, what it comes they're, down they're to. The best. The, granted, you, you're getting them on the road, but they're a dome team, so getting them in a dome is not like you're taking them into an element that they're not good at. That's what they play in all the time. Yeah. So I, I, this is also one of those premier. Playoff type of matchups, right? So it should have that type of an atmosphere to it, where you know I, I think you want to limit your mistakes. You don't want to be the team that, that that makes those mistakes. And again, the way that you say how Matt Ryan has been playing this year, that's again why I, I would fade on him this week, and I look for a better option. Cool. Let's go to let's go to the next game. But like I said, okay, let's go to the next game. You know, keep your eye Coleman. If Coleman's playing, I mean Coleman's playing. If he if he's obviously he's in your starting lineup. He's got four matchup. touchdowns in the last three yeah. weeks. He's he's in your starting lineup. Uh, if five three, touchdowns in the last. He's been uh, awesome. Uh, six weeks. Four, no, five in the last four weeks. Too little, too late. In a couple of my leagues, to be honest, one yeah. of ours is the Blog Talk Radio. He's on fire in that league, but he started out so cold. But keep your eye on Freeman, and um, I don't know. We'll see what's going on. Uh, before we get into the next game, which is going to be the Texans at the Titans, do us a favor and listen to this. All right, DeAndre Hopkins, basically total beast this year. Um, he's been consistent as they come, but also has had explosive games as well. He's had 70 yards or a TD in every game. Um, that it's, He's just so good. Um, he's, he's scored a touchdown in every game but four. Yeah, and just watch. And he's, and he's had uh, and the one game where he had three touchdowns. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, there's a guy out there on Twitter that was funny. He's like, it's a, his quote. One of his tweets was, "It's impressive that DeAndre Hopkins has started 75 straight games with 75 different quarterbacks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was getting manhandled. And they were holding him, and it just didn't matter. And he he's. The one thing I love about Hopkins, we'll make it quick because he's obviously starting in your lineup. There's no gut check there. He's locked and loaded. And there's um, a team that just takes chances and throws him the ball. Throws him the ball, and you still got you still got Savage in there, even though it's, he's got to be let down after you know kind of some of the plays that he made uh, yes last yesterday. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't matter. He's he's, he's going to throw to Hopkins, and Hopkins his first step at the line, and then then the running off it. He is just so. Fucking quick. His zero to sixty is unbelievable. Um, so you're playing him, obviously. Miller kind of looking good these days as well. Uh, I don't know if you got anything for him. 
Uh, really, those are the only two guys you can talk about offensively for this team. I don't care what. Well, no Miller, tight end, no QB that you're throwing in your lineup. Lamar Miller doesn't make you all that excited either. He's kind of doing uh, where he's been at least a little, little decent. He got the touchdown last week. He had a uh, receiving touchdown the week before. So he's kind of Latavius Murraying his way through it, but he's doing it at an even lower clip. Uh, I mean, look. He had 11 carries for 60 yards back in Week 10 against the Rams. Then against the Cardinals, he had 22 carries for 61 yards. And last week against Baltimore, 17 carries for 51 yards. So, uh, you know, I mean, the Titans are not all that impressive uh, of a defense. Uh, but against running backs, they, they only allow, what, the sixth most amount of points. So I don't know that I, I think that this lines up to be – the best matchup from Lamar Miller. I, I, I'm sorry. I was looking. I was looking at this. Uh, oh, why is it now stopped? I was looking for uh, a gift, oh, gift of this kid uh, for, uh, last week for uh, my buddies. I don't know why it was. It was playing. Oh, there, there you go. go. This a, kid. You kid remember the that from the Marlins game? <laughs> that like crazy little guy that was doing all the humping, dancing, and lifting his shirt up. I was looking for that for a, for a thread I was on. This guy was like Titan Marlins dancing freak kid. This one rules. I need to go to get off Gipley and go to whatever the hell this make is. Make that the uh, make that our our, our uh, title for the or our cover for the. <laughs> Fair enough. You can you keep going. Sorry, <laughs> I just okay. came across it. I was looking for that so bad for like literally. I spent five minutes looking for that freaky little kid humping. Oh my god, he's hilarious. I, I mean, I really don't have. There's there's really no one else that I'm looking to start uh, on this team. You know, so yeah. I, think, I think we can move over move to, on. Uh, to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, this. Let's start with um, you know. We'll start with. Uh, Mariota? Walker, no. Let's start with Walker because right now he's kind of the most consistent guy. Um, I think the team, this team has been a fantasy letdown this year. Um, but it, it just seems like Mariota. With all these young quarterbacks that everyone thought was taking that next step, him nope. and have just not led their team to success. Remember all uh, offseason, I, I wasn't sold on Mariota because he's coming off the injury all summer, all summer. And then, lo and behold, it always happens. Stag party and even uh, heartbeat back in the... In, everyone lulled me into thinking Mariota was going to be the next the next coming. He's going to make that next jump. I, I don't think Mariota's going to be this elite, awesome NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. I like the guy. I don't think he's going to be terrible. But I think, like your old boy, Winston, these guys are both, with the amount of talent that's in the league right now, these guys are both going to be like the 15th to 12th best quarterback in the league yeah. during their career. Yeah. And, and the stats are not anything that makes you jump out and go, oh my god, i got to start Mariota on a weekly basis. He throws one touchdown each of his last four week, uh, three weeks. Uh, but he, in that time, he's also thrown by the way, an interception in each of his last four games, yep. and in those four games, he's been intercepted what eight times. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't, and it I test just hasn't looked looked good. No, it's been very uh, Peyton Man, uh, Eli Manning esque. He walks out the field, kind of disheveled and like knows that he just fucking made a terrible play. Only one game of his last five where he's had anything uh, more than ten rushing yards. He had a fifty-one yard game, but otherwise, it's like nine six. He's not running for the yeah, yard. Yeah. So that's the other benefit. If you're Again, we're going back to a situation where you're throwing for anywhere from 220 to 265 yards. I mean, you, what, how many 300-yard games does he have on the year? He's got two. 
So, yeah. you know, most everything is 225, 215, 256, 284, you know, 218. Corey Davis. Everyone thought that, everyone, me included. Every ex, I, I, I remember we talked about it on the show last week, and uh, I've been th- calling for his breakout for a couple weeks now. Um, I, then I was reading and see, you know on Twitter and seeing how everyone thought Corey Davis was going to have his game last week. Didn't happen. Um, he makes unbelievable individual catches. He doesn't look like he's very open very well. I don't think they're making using him very, uh, well on his routes and, and moving him enough. But uh, stats on him. This is a good. This is a good Evan Silva tweet. Um, first round wide receiver update. Corey Davis has 39 targets, 215 yards, zero touchdowns. Mike, and these are the first rounders, obviously. Yeah. Mike Williams has 15 targets, 84 yards, and zero TDs. Was hurt, as was Corey Davis. John Ross, two targets, zero catches. <laughs> obviously, zero touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis, I mean, at this point, uh, I have to play him in one league with, uh, with, 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 as a rookie. Because fucking would, all my rookies went down. Um, I would normally say that, you know... Unless maybe we'll talk later, unless you think I should start Mac. But he's going to fucking Jaguars. No. So, the, other, the thing is that you, you look at it and you go, well... Corey Davis, they, 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 they want to get him more involved, but they're still tied with Jacksonville for the lead uh, in the division. So as long as you're still playing for the division, you're not opening things up and tra- trying to, to all of a sudden give your Ruin rookie your a whole lot more opportunities to fail in order to succeed. Totally. So I, I, unfortunately, I'm, I can't get on that bandwagon. I'd have to still say the, the smarter play would be playing Rashard Matthews. And going back to Delaney Walker, look, that touchdown he got last week was the first touchdown he's had on the year. So, yeah. and let's also remember that Rashard Matthews, this was injured last week. That was one of the heightened reasons why we love to Corey Davis. Um, he's questionable for this week. Um, he's a risky... If he doesn't play, I, I stay away from everybody else. I think I'm, even I'm, if he plays, you don't you don't really want to start him. Um, you know, it's, it's a hamstring... We saw that a hamstring keep uh, Woodhead out for a lot, 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Richard Matthews tries to power it through and come back, God bless him um, for, for going for it. But it, I, I still think he, he's a set. Uh, let's go to the running backs. It's, it's just a weird it's a weird backfield. I know that um, I know that what's his, um, that Murray's getting it done here and there, but right when you think you can count on him, it, then all of a sudden, it looked like it was it was all Henry. Yeah, that, that's the problem. It, last week was a complete the thirteen carries for one, twelve for the other. So you, you're splitting it down the middle now. Um, Murray was not effective, nine yards on his twelve carries. Jeez. Henry was effective, uh, seventy nine yards on his thirteen carries. So at this point, if you're a Demarco Murray owner, you got to be you got to be quaking in your boots. You're not going to get the, the 17, 18 carries anymore. You're going to be closer to 10 to, to 14, and you're going to expect that, that Derrick Henry is going to be getting a lot of that share as well. Look, again, they're still in a playoff hunt. They're, they're, uh, they're not doing it by blazing anybody on offense. They're just kind of wearing teams down. And so uh, I, I, and they're not running it as much as they were last year. So it's not even like you have that extra benefit one way or the other. So I'm... I, 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 I'm a, kind of a fader on most everything Tennessee. I agree. Look at this. The snap counts for Tennessee was <clears throat> Derrick Henry 32, DeMarco Murray 31. That is a that that's a committee right there. Yeah, that's a split. So 
And if, if they were throwing like they were running like they were last year, you would be a little less worried about that. But again, gut check time. Do you want to sit there and have? Uh, I mean, you probably don't have a better option. The odds are you don't have a op- better option than Demarco Murray in your running back. But if you if you do do it, uh, uh, think about it because the, he's basically not getting the snaps. Um, let's go on to the next game, and that is going to be the Chiefs at the Jets. This is going to be a great game. In my mind, there's about four players that um, you would have in your lineup. Let's start with the Chiefs. Alex Smith blows. Um, his run is over as an MVP. Well, tell, me, tell me how confident you can feel about Kareem Hunt. He blows. I, I, think, I, I think the only guy I like on this team... The real feel good about is Kelsey, but Alex Smith blows so bad that he literally silences Kelsey. I saw it again. I bitch about it every week. Watch the game, and it's just like Kelsey is open so often, and they don't feed the beast. They don't just they don't just force it to him. And when when they do, they they crush it. When they don't, they don't. Uh, Hunt, you're worried about. It's like a complete invert on Hunt and Kamara. It's like it's like two guys going in a different direction. Yeah. as far as rookie running backs, you had a, if you could put the two halves of their seasons yeah. uh, together, you'd have one amazing season. But yeah, if you want to say who do you want to have right now, it's not Kareem Hunt. It's uh, you know, he, and it's unfortunate because he's now a guy that you're kind of stuck having to, to trot out there, and you worry things are kind of catching up to him. Um, you know, eleven carries for seventeen yards last week. You know, he had a. He had a decent week the game before against the Giants. Again, not a great defense. 18 carries for 73 yards. But he's not finding the end zone. He hasn't scored since week three. So he, he had all those, he had all he those have, runs. Like, two, six. He has, wait, Hunt hasn't scored since week three. He's got six touchdowns on the year. He had three the first game, two, two the second one, game. And then he has not months. scored since week three. Not scored since week three. Wow. That is... And remember, he had what? How many games in a row that he started with over 100 combined yards from scrimmage? And since he's stopped that, he has not had a game that's been over 100 yards from scrimmage. You're, you're, you're worried. You're worried. Um, against the Jets, fantasy points allowed. They are, you know, immediate. Uh, they're actually right in the middle. 17.5 fantasy points game allowed, which is 16th in the league. So you're not necessarily scared about the defense for him, but. Um, the momentum's down. Uh, let's well, let's talk about Tyreek Hill though too. Okay, so Tyreek Hill, uh, did you did you see last week? I think it was either you or Stag says that he gets dinged up every single I game. Know, yeah, he does again. He, he does. was laying on the ground there toward the end of the game. I'm like, oh man, it's you're not getting a consistent volume. You're he's got one. He's got 200 yard games on the year. One came in week one, and the other one came back in week seven. Um, he hasn't topped 70 yards receiving since then. He's been held under 50 yards twice. Um, you're, he scored one touchdown during that span. You just again, it, this is a, another team that, that started out so well, kind of like Dallas. They just kind of been, they're just kind of deflated I'm, right now. I'm putting, I, I can't put. I, I do agree that I was one saying Hill's always got a little little tweak going on, but. I blame it on Alex Smith. I blame it on the coaching staff. This guy is electric. He, you know, your, your body when you're that size and you're that fast is going to get dinged up. But, um, you know, as far as a guy in his second season, he's on a pace to have a good season, uh, over a thousand yards and six TDs. 
Um, you know, there's only, and he did, he obviously lit it up last year. So his first two years, he's, 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 he's got like a top 15 first two years for wide receiver position in the league. Alex Smith blows. Um, and, but what the reality is, is that you looked at, like, and again, this is what happens in fantasy football, is that people start looking at a two or three game sample and trying to extrapolate that out over an entire season. And then you just keep living in the good times that you have with that player. But you realize if you've been playing him over the last six weeks, you've really not gotten much of anything. You've just basically gotten... Is that your default setting? Do you just punch people in the face willy-nilly? It's Tuesday. I'll punch Max in the face. Oh, a box of kittens. Time to punch Max in the face. Oh, I'm having some bread. Time to punch Max in the face. (laughs) That's what it is. Matt... Think about if, if Tyreek Hill got the kind of volume that Antonio Brown or mm. or Al, Keenan Allen gets. Think about the kind he of stats. Hand, I don't think he can handle it. Maybe though. not, but let's see it. Yeah. Think about the kind of stats. I, I agree. He, but he would be out and he would get injured a little more the way Keenan Allen does. He, last week he was targeted 11 times. And that's his most Seven, That was the most for a season. Yeah. First time he had more than 10. Yeah. Um, more than 8 actually was his high going into that. Seven catches for 41 yards. Uh, you know, they cause it's all trying to find different ways to get him the ball. You're not able to. He can't work downfield where you can just throw him a 50-50 ball and he cannot muscle a DB for the ball. Yeah, remember how many long touchdowns he had last year? They're not doing that anymore. They just... They're no, they just don't. He throw. had them early. They were all early in the year. Having them like but, week one, he had like the seventy yarder, and then he did like it was like each of the first couple weeks. Are they even the, running it to him? Let's 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 move on. I think I think he kind of he, he's in your lineup unless you unless you got it. I think he's still a good player, but he, he just doesn't get the friggin' volume. Kelsey, same way. I don't think we need to talk. He's locked and loaded. He's in your lineup no matter what. Um, I think at this point, is he still number one at tight end? I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, Kelsey is, num- is number two. Gronk uh, had, a, uh, had, had a two touchdown game. Yeah, Gronk had a two touchdown way. game. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, Kelsey's going to have another thousand yard season unless he gets hurt. He's right there with Gronk. Basically, there's only three uh, tight ends that are over 100 points, and that's Hurts. Uh, Kelsey and Gronk are the top in that order, three to three to one. Uh, Graham, though, still having, having a good season. Let's uh, let's move on. Chiefs, I don't know, they got to figure it out, but um, gut check style, it's it's a little nerve wracking, and definitely, it, it, definitely, Alex Smith has been removed from starting lineups at this point. He was in there giving giving me a false hope from about about week it. four to week eight, and they'd be like, uh, no. and gut check too. They're going back to the Meadowlands for the second time this year, for the second time in three weeks, where they just lost to the Giants, twelve to nine. Yeah, and the Jets, but the Jets are—they're—they're they're not great. No, I know right, the Jets you know, aren't great. Let's let's talk about the Jets. Let's okay? talk. Let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about it real quickly and catch up a little bit. Let's take a couple moments. And uh, the next game is, is is basically zero fantasy relevant players. So let's and the next one after that doesn't have, it well. No, the next one after that's got a little bit of interest. So just one one side. Yeah. Well. So anyway, let's we'll hustle the next one. We'll hustle. We'll hustle. Uh, so Josh McCown. I don't buy into it. Don't buy into the one week sample, the three hundred yard game, and the three touchdowns. Okay, uh, he's the, the weeks before were 262, one touchdown and one interception, 140 yards, one touchdown, 257, two touchdowns, 209 yards, he had the three touchdowns and one interception. So I'm just saying 
with McCown in this matchup. This is going to be more of a sluggo-out type of a game. Uh, you're, the running attack is just atrocious for, for the Jets, so you need to stay away from. You have one real viable fantasy option, and that's Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson just continues to make plays downfield week after week after week. Yeah, uh, another undrafted guy. Did not get drafted last year. He's in his second year. Um, he scored a TD in five straight games. This guy's smooth. He's, he reminds me of how I used to feel, and, and I don't feel that way. We'll talk about it a little bit anymore. Uh, I think he'll get his mojo back. But he's like Martavis Bryant-esque. He's so smooth on the field. Like, his routes are effortless. Mm -hmm. His speed is effortless. When he catches it, he's able to slow down, speed up, and just... His hands are, but he is, that guy is, he, he, he's good, man. He's, he's just a young stud, I think. I really, I really think, I really think he's, he's going to, that catch he made uh, last week was yep. amazing. No, he's, he's a playmaker, but the, don't play anybody else on that, on that offense. Not even Austin Safarian Jenkins. I know he got a heavy target load. I know he should have had the touchdown last week, but he's, he just doesn't give you consistently good. He had a 67-yard performance two weeks ago, or back in week 10, uh, before their bye week against Tampa Bay. But surrounded around that was last week, 27 yards. The week before that, 67-yarder, a 20-yarder. 28 yards the week before, 21 yards the week before that. What are you looking at? The big Nothing. Thing, the big thing you used to love, the stat you used to love, um, and I'm going to use your favorite stat with you, is yards per catch. Leads the league, 17.4. Guy's got seven TDs on the season. He's got 16 catches over 20 yards. Mm -hmm. That's better. The only guy that's even near him is Brandon Cooks, and we know that he's always been that big play yep. guy. Dude, so he's showing he's yard per catch. Found in that this yeah, year? he's right. yard per catch. He leads everyone with uh, you know at least the, with the, the minimum of 40. And the best part about it, Scored he's got touchdowns. more. Yeah, touchdowns. Guess he's got more touchdowns than Julio Jones mm -hmm. and Adam Thielen combined. That's amazing. So this guy is a stud, and, and McCown has done this in the past. So you might not love McCown as a guy that's in your starting lineup, but McCown has done this in the past. He is a facilitator. This guy gives and provides, when healthy, fantasy football points. There are a few guys in the league, I think Rivers is up there, that can throw the ball to the right spot like a McCown. That guy, and that play, that throw that he made on last week when he was able to find the old man make some time was like, go down, go! That was like, that's like the best pass I've seen all year. So, yeah. Robbie Anderson in there. Uh, I think gut check time, you're not you're not down with Bilal Powell. He's been a bust this year. No, know, that, was, uh, that was even for me a gut check last week. I was like, I was in that flex spot. Uh, and I would have won my, I ended up winning by seven points because I went with Martavis Bryant instead who got the touchdown. Uh, otherwise, I would have won by two points. But Bilal Powell, it's. I looked at it and said, "I'm not. What am I going to get out of here? I'm, I'm hoping yeah. I'm going to get three or four points at most." Is, is what I was looking at. The floor is was is is looking very basement esque for him. Um, and then, yeah, Forte, the same. I'm feeling the same thing. ASJ, you said you wanted to mention. No, I, told, I already did. I said oh, you like, talked about all his twenty some odd yard games. He had, he hasn't, he hasn't scored a touchdown in the last five But didn't you say weeks. he won because of one? Well, I won because he didn't get the touchdown that he should have had this Did last you mention week. that? Well, yeah. I was, okay, sorry. I was looking. Uh, I was doing some old research. That's the one thing about when we did this. You went right back into Robbie Anderson's one. Well. I know, but I had some, I I had some good juice. Good, I had some good too. juice. Um, 
That is the one thing that happens. When we have three of us and SAG party's there and someone's going, there's like a two opportunities so someone else can do a little research and get figured out and take it where they want to take it, look at their notes. When it's two, it's basically I can't even pee right now. Hey, dumb guards! Why don't you come in here so I can make you my pretty little girlfriend? You'll have to shower for weeks! <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, let's move on to the other game. But before we do that, um, let's listen to this. So each. Um, all right, let's move on to the Broncos at the Dolphins. I think this game we can shotgun a little bit. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, you're staying away from the Trevor Simeon and that horrible situation at quarterback. Uh, I'm staying away from the running back situation as well. You know, Devontae Booker had showed you maybe some some upside uh, back against Cincinnati. Uh, last week, the offense was just completely overwhelmed uh, against Oakland. Why am I expecting it to be that much better against Miami? I know Miami sucks, but again, you got this team uh, traveling uh uh, traveling, they've lost what? Is this seven games in a row? So this is like the first time that they've lost seven games in, in, in a row. Booker may be your best option if you're just looking for receiving yards out of the backfield, but I just don't think you're going to get that much. And the same thing carries true for the wide receivers. Now, Demarius Thomas, maybe you're, you're thinking you got a better chance with Simeon in there because he did have a touchdown in three straight games before not finding the end zone last week. Um, but is it enough? Gut check for you. Are you sitting here? With Demarius Thomas and going, I feel good about playing him and starting him. Not with Trevor. Right. He, with, with Osweiler, he's, he gets it done. Osweiler loads it to him, and he's getting some touchdowns. No. Same thing for Emmanuel Sanders. I, I mean, it, you, he's not getting the volume of targets here. I, I think he was a... Uh, he was maybe maybe the guy that's happier that Simeon's back because Simeon tends to throw it his way more. So we'll see. Um, so if I'm taking a dart throw between Demarius or Emmanuel, I guess I, I guess I'm going to lean Emmanuel. Yeah, but I, I don't want to start any, any of those guys. You'll see. I think Demarius Thomas is going to have his first uh, under 90 catch and under 1,000 yard game in a while. It's going to be a, is, yeah. it's going to be a Dudley season for him uh, after he's although won. better than Dead's, he's at least found the end zone more consistently as of late. And uh, does he have a hundred yard game? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a hundred yard game on the year. Okay. Um, He's got those in that category. Yeah, the running back situation, Devonta Burker, I think I'm pretty sure he got in the end zone uh, this week. But right now, the CJ, the CJ Devonte, I mean, I'll tell you, just the snaps. On, on uh, Booker didn't, didn't get in the end zone last he, week. He didn't, so they must have called it back. Um, and one, so Booker basically snap counts, Booker 26. CJ Anderson got 19 and Charles got 15. CJ Anderson. That's a community. Yeah, that is that is a community. That's that's basically yes. hot garbage is what that is. Yes, that's a community. Uh, so this is this is worrisome. CJ Anderson, Trub City, Booker not getting much more. Well, so, especially when you don't have a quarterback that can take advantage with the receivers that you have in order to open things up for the running game. So they're not complementing each other at all in that offense. Cool. Let's move on. Let's move on to another offense that's not complementing each other either. Yeah, really, the only guy you're you're really loving this with on a, with any any sort of confidence at this point is uh, maybe Kenny still. Uh, what's his name's getting some volume? Landry. Landry. Landry gets some volume. You know, you're looking at, at at the running game here. Damian Williams has big play potential, but he doesn't have 
the ability to have a heavy workload. So they just can't give him the ball. They don't have anyone that they can really just count on to give the ball. And Kenyon Drake is not giving you all that much. So you're not getting any steady production out of the out of that backfield that you can feel comfortable about. And so let's look let's let's look at Jarvis Landry, right? Can I, can I do one can yeah, I do one while we're talking about sales? Did you guys hear uh, the quote from him? Was, I was just hollering at him all game. We feel like if we can get in his head, that's the best way to try and win this game. I was trying to do my part. That was Kenny Stills yelling at Tom at Brady. Tom Brady and I Tom, listened to Tom Brady because uh, I was uh, in the car yesterday before the Monday night game started. So he's on with Jim Gray. And they yeah. do like their, their weekly interviews. And Jim Gray brought that up. He said, Kenny Stills, since he got in your head. It's like, oh, I don't know, Jim. I think about, I'm about the only guy that can get into my head. That's where I was going with it. I'm the only guy that can get in my head. So Jarvis Landry, though, uh, I, I say you can still probably start Jarvis. I mean, you're getting, you're getting all the – you're actually going to be getting a lot more production out of him as of late. He's been finding the end zone. Last week he did not, which was the first time in four games that he did not find the end zone. But he did have eight catches for 70 yards, and he has 14 catches for 165 yards in his last two games. So that's solid production. That's 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 getting it done. And for Jarvis, you know, you're not counting on him to get the 100 yard games. You know, the Stags has said he's going to be the guy that's going to end up with the what 100 and whatever catches for 890 yards. But he's giving you more. He's giving you red zone looks. So again. His ability to score touchdowns makes him interesting. How about Devontae Parker? Should we talk about him? I mean, it's 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 the or same. Just run, I, mean, I think we can, but here, here's what I'll say. Devontae Parker, the consistency there stinks. It's all horrible. So, you, 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 this is gut check time. We're trying to find, there's, there's, in my opinion, there's probably waiver wire wide receivers that you can have more faith in right now. I would agree. Than, than a Devontae Parker, and that's just the way I feel. And as long as Matt Moore is there, that's at least where Kenny Stills is viable. Now, Kenny Stills was quiet last week with only the three catches for 47 yards. But, you know, again, if, if you're looking at this matchup and, and you figure, ah, no, I, I, don't, I don't, you know. You know who I like well, more is, is than, that, than, is, than is, is Tlaib getting suspended for this game? That was oh, yeah, game. he's gone. He's gone. I, I, I think... He got, I don't know if he got his two-game suspension reduced to one as well. I know Crabtree did. We'll talk about that in a bit. Well, Crabtree uh, took a hit without the helmet on, too, dumbass. He's, and he kept fighting. That was so dumb. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I love Crabtree. I'm glad I only lost him for one game. But um, a guy that I actually do in his depart, in his absence, we'll talk about that in the game um, down the road. But Johnny Holton, wide receiver for the Raiders. With Crabtree and Cooper out, I'd rather pick up a Johnny Holton this week and start him than play at the moment. He's got to get some deep play threats in that offense. He's so. the best wide receiver yeah. on the team this week, and they've actually uh, got – they're going against the Giants. Reincarnation of John Jett. And they're at home. I don't know. He's he's at – Holton look, has the body of a little bit of a skinnier – he's like Terrell Owens size. He's a big boy. So – Take to the heart, Johnny Holton. He's one of my uh, dart bro guys this uh, this week. All right, but that's not in the game that we were talking I about. Know. I think we're we'll done with the game that we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, that game sucked That game balls. does suck. So let's talk about another game that probably is going to suck balls, too. It's a divisional game. It's a game that has been dominated uh, over in years past by the Indianapolis Colts. But I think you're going to have to figure that it's going to be uh, a much more of the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. So Can we do a Mel Verde? 
Your knife wound is seeping. Sudden rise in blood pressure? Perhaps you're nervous. Nervous because there is a bomb here and you know it. And what is with the briefcase? Could that actually be the football? And by football, you mean a computer contained in the bomb activation codes? That is exactly what I mean. I have no interest in a real football unless it is signed by Joe Montana, and I don't believe that is the case here. I thought he said what he said. There is a bomb here. Oh, not a bomb. <laughs> You're nervous because there is a bomb. <laughs> I'll and you are Josh Gordon and you don't want a bomb anywhere near you because you might want to smoke it and then you're not going to get right, but we're not on the Browns for another three years. We're not on the Browns yet. Colts? I'm having fun. At the Jaguars. Houdini. I'm stag partying you. I'm stag partying you. I'm stag partying you. Stag nation it up. <laughs> Um, well, that's only because... I don't see a man, I see two little girls. I think I'll call you Maureen and you Brittany. So are you Maureen or... or Is you... that stag party to us every show and we start getting a little bit... Oh, getting, you getting can tell, he, just get, he gets angry. Uh, let's talk feisty, about that feisty. for a half a sec. Yeah, feisty, feisty. When me, and, when me and Houdini get going and start sidebarring and being jag jackasses, oh, it drives him crazy. I, you know what, Snack Bart? I hope you're listening to the show, which I know you are. Why, when you're on the beach in Mexico, just know that we love when you hate. Here's, here's, how, here's what he thinks, what he wants to do to us when we're doing this. So where are the chiefs of 99? They flew to L.A. to talk to the president. I need to get out of here before someone else comes to stop me. I suggest you overpower us. Good idea. Bruce, I will smash you in the face. Thank you. Lloyd, I will simulate your disembowelment. <laughs> That is pretty much what happens. But we we love Snag Party. He gives the goo. Uh, that's our boy. Um, okay, yeah, keep on going. I'm, I, I'm not going to say anything well, about the Well, no, look, so the I'm Jaguars' not. defense is number one basically across the board. The only thing that teams do somewhat decent in the middle of the road against them is run. So is this a week that you're going to feel comfortable starting a T.Y. Hilton? No. Uh, is this a week that you, you if you, you do you ever feel comfortable starting Frank Gore? No, <laughs> but if you have to start anyone on this team, I think it maybe is Frank Gore just because of a touchdown potential. But do I think he's going to score one this week? No. Yeah. This is the Jaguars defense is legit for real. Remember uh, what was it two years ago? I started talking about them. I'm like, oh, they're adding all these pieces. I like what they're doing with this defense. And then uh, what's his name? Fowler got hurt two years ago, and then all of a sudden. Now all of the pieces are there, and they are just kicking ass. So, yeah, I'm, I'm running away from most of the Colts. Maybe uh, you want to you hang one hat. Maybe Jack Doyle is the other hat to hang. They're 20th yeah. against tight ends. He's Jack Doyle is going to get a serious amount of targets. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is going to see a serious amount of double teams. And bracket coverage, it's not going to be good. Yeah, uh, let's move over to the Jaguars. And on, honestly, on this team... They're facing the worst defense in the league, though. So you have the best defense versus the worst defense. Is there... So, but... Are you... <laughs> that's great. But are you facing the best offense versus the worst no, defense? No, no. I think it's four net, or are you down with starting anybody else? Well, this is, again, if you want to... Let me, let me look up and see where we're at. While you're doing this, one thing I want you to check out, I actually just shared onto uh, Pyro's Facebook account, which is facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Um, check us out there. Please like us. I'll be honest with you, and I've, I've, I gave this this little spew a couple weeks ago. I believe. Facebook is is on my shit list. Uh, yeah. Used to we used to love supporting there. Yeah, we used to love suggested ads to get thrown. We in used my to shit love now. the community we used to have there at Pyro. Used to be so awesome. 
in all honesty, they just do not connect your content with your audience at all. They expect you to boost it. So I won't go into that, but fuck off, Facebook. Believe me, me, I'm not going to boost shit if you're not giving me connection with my audience when I don't. I'll boost when I think I got something great. If I'm getting connected when I think I'm doing something Dudley. <laughs> or I'll boost when we're promoting something that we want people to buy or something at hot moments. But if you're not connecting us... We're not gonna, I'm not going to spend it a fucking dime with you. But great thing that I just posted there, <laughs> go check it out, is um, <laughs> this amazing story about Leonard Fournette. And back when he was a kid uh, living down in, um, you know, in Louisiana, basically during the Katrina uh, days, basically he, li- he slept on a bridge with his family. And this is one of those amazing uh, feel-good stories uh, that, you, that you see all the time on, uh, on, on NFL Sunday it's across, and across that, all the great sports and just showing how uh, perseverance pays through. But, uh, you know, while I lived on for days while uh, Hurricane Katrina was around him on the bridge, he saw a guy murdered during this time. It was a crazy free-for-all um, wild, wild west going on down there at that point. Uh, but uh, the guy never, never ever, you know, was hung his head, always was a hard worker. It just shows you never played the victim card never did any of this stuff and it just kind of shows you that uh, it's just one of those feel good stories and just shows you how strong of a man and we talk about what a man child he is but internally as well yeah like the, 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 the kind of the, the makeup of the man is incredible so well, check out so- that video I shared or go to ESPN and do a search on Katrina and Leonard Fournette watch that video and I'm a sucker for that for that Jim Gray, the, those kind of like uh, heartstring type videos about our, our favorite athletes. And here's a guy who's coming off of a horrible week. So this is going to be a get well. He had 25 yards on 12 carries last week. Ooh. So, you know, you think about wanting to, to get everything going in the right direction. Uh, it will be going in the right Fuck, direction. I'm playing the against him in that league. I need to get that final spot. Where, where, where are the Colts against the uh, running backs? Well, they only about the 29th uh, or third most amount of points. Uh, you bastages. Yeah, you're in trouble. Fargan bastages. So the other guy that I was going to tell you about that I, I find to be interesting is D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook, now, I mean, I, I know you're not going to sit here and want to be like, go grab him and, and start him in, in this type of a game, but seriously, if you're in a deep league, you might want to think about it. Um, you know... First week he played, he had six targets. Last week he had 10. Now, he only gave you 35 and 41 yards, uh, but he had six catches uh, last week. If he's getting targeted that much and they know how electric he is. I'd get that many targets. 10 targets. Would you play him over Corey Davis? Yes, I, I, I would, based on matchup, based on... Uh, this is again, what we do here. What else do you have there? Out. You don't have anything else there. You have Marquis Lee, who only had two targets last game. you got Alan Hearns, who's not doing anything. So, yeah, DD, they're, they're looking for a spark. They're, again, they're a 7 and 4 team. Yeah, Cork Soaker. And they're, they're in first place. They're looking for, for that spark. They're looking for something to make a play downfield, give them some big play pop to their offense. This is the guy who can do it, so... Yeah, take a flyer there. That's that's about it for that game. There you go. Exactly. Okay, nice work. We moved through two games last year, then we moved through the earlier ones. Let's do the same on this one. Um, Buccaneers at the Packers. A little little bit of whispers saying that... um, Jameson could be returning. Uh, He's resuming uh, practice tomorrow. Um, So... Well, to his health and return, I'll give a bell 
Friday, that'll be a good sign. Um, I think there. This isn't kind of one of those ones where Cotter is going to like try and make it a game time decision, but maybe not. You just know, and even if he, if, if, if he even has a chance, he's practicing. He's probably not going to be inactive right. uh, on, at eleven on, on Sunday morning. So, do you really want to be playing him anyways? Gut check time. No, but if you are a Mike Evans owner or Deshaun Jackson owner or. Uh, yeah. Especially a Cameron Brait owner, I think you desperately want Jameis Winston back in there. Yeah. Um, although, I will tell you this. Yes, you'll start Mike Evans, because the Green Bay defense is not that good. And Middle of the road. They're 15s. And, 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 especially and that's basically what he is about. Is he's about the 15th best quarterback. Right. You have uh, so Mike Evans, you'll, you'll play, and you, and you hope that he can get exposed uh, the quarterback King and, and these other guys there for, for Green Bay. Deshaun Jackson, you're always just hoping for one play and you're never getting it. He's got a touchdown, but he stays under 40, 50 yards every, almost every week. Cameron Brait has been non-existent the past couple weeks since Winston's gone down. O.J. Howard is getting more targets, more yards. Um, I don't know what the snap counts say uh, when it comes down to, to, to Brayton Howard, but there's no doubt about it that the electricness of the offense is no longer going through Brayton and the, and the red zone heavy targets that he was getting. Uh, O.J. Howard is, 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 is seeping into, into that uh, usage. So you got to start fading on him. He's, he's completely benchable at this point. I don't think Howard is a strong play, though, either, because, again, it's so inconsistent. You can't count on it. He's got that big play. I think Howard Howard's going to be an, an interesting for next year, but I agree. It's, it's, it's a big player bust for him. and you just, I'm in rookie leagues, and he's not startable, so he's pretty much unstartable. There you go. And Doug Martin, he's, uh, he's still out for this game? I'm pretty sure. I don't know the answer to that. Let's talk about your guy who's another sit for sure. Um, and that is uh, Deshaun Jackson. He's yeah, because all you're getting is again 40, 40 yards. Maybe you get in the touchdown. Uh, you got to have a better option. I, I, I mean, you know, that would be another one that I would be like if I have D.D. Westbrook, I would play D.D. Westbrook over him all day long. Um, I would play a hobbled Richard Matthews over him all day long. Um, yeah, Deshaun is it, it's. You know, will this be the game that all of a sudden he gets that deep touchdown? We'll see. I doubt it. Uh, you know, it doesn't again, look like he's got that, when, when, that, when that you when you play. when you have a guy who normally has 12, 10 to twelve to fourteen plays of over forty yards, and he's only got two on the year. Yeah, I'm not I'm not counting on it. It doesn't look great for Doug Martin or Amari Cooper um, on there. Well, Cooper was dead. I mean, uh, uh, he was. You see him. He looked like my puppy when uh, he's just like laying for attention with the with the, with the paws up. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Uh, Jacquez Rogers, interesting uh, maybe to look into him as a, uh, um, a a backup guy with the Packers who um, you know are are one of the they're 20, allowing eighteen point eight points uh, per game to running backs, which is twenty third. Um, and then he saw uh, Peyton Barber actually uh, got some stuff going and. 
Uh, so we'll see there. But again, gut check time. If you're trying to win, the, if you're trying to coast and you already made the playoffs, and these are the guys you need to start, then good for you. But if not, you gotta you gotta figure some shite out. Well, let's also gut check the other side because you, anyone that drafted all of these Green Bay Packers, you expected with an Aaron Rodgers led team that you would have top end uh, fantasy performers and you would probably be locked into a playoff spot. But you're probably sitting here with these guys on your team fighting for your playoff life. Um, and if you're looking at it and saying, who are you going to go with? I'll tell you the one that you don't want to go with. Shorty. Damn right. He can't. He, Brett Hundley cannot, couldn't find him. Um, well, what's a good analogy? Couldn't hand the ball out to him in a phone booth. He couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't throw him into water off of a boat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he had, he had uh, 13.9, 17.2, 19.5 the first um, few games, and then you can tell that uh, from week six on, it has been actually week seven on, it's been a misery. Receiving yards of 13, 35, 20, 24, and 11. Do the math, those are drives, the for, those are drives for Jordy Nelson. Do the math, yeah, do the math on the last five weeks with him. Um, so that's 4.8. 6.8. Less than 100 yards. He's got less than 13 <laughs> points in the last five weeks. <laughs> Literally. He's got less than 13 in, in, a, in a... 48, 58, 68, 78, 88. Hang on. 98, 99. He's got 103 yards in his last five games. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm literally Total, talking, 103 I'm talking, yards. I'm talking fantasy points, looking at yep. in, in, in standard scoring. Disgusting. He's got under 15 points. So, uh, it looks like Ty Montgomery could have maybe played last week. He didn't get a snap, but he wasn't off his ribs. Uh, he wasn't inactive. So, I could see him uh, getting some action this week. I think they just wanted to let him see, but again, uh, get a little you, more How action. are you going to feel about starting him? I'm not feeling good about it. Williams had all only snap count last week by a running back was Williams, forty-five. Yeah, and Williams, you know, um, he had the big play, right? Other than that, it didn't look amazing. But his value, if Ty Montgomery plays, goes to goes to pot. Uh, Ty Montgomery's value because of them most likely not bringing him on and putting him into an extensive role early means that he's not going to be a, a strong play. The best play, the only play that you basically have on this team is Devontae Adams. Yep, you know, I agree with that. He's the one wide receiver that Hundley looks at. So over his last three weeks, last week he had 82 yards with a, with a touchdown. The week before, 126 yards, no score. And the week before that, 90 yards and a touchdown. So while the Packers may be lost and in, in confusion land, the one guy that's surviving through all of this is Devontae, Devontae Adams. For sure. Let's move on to the next game. Um, and that's going to be uh, the Lions at the Ravens. Going to be another barn burner for uh, uh, for great offense? No, not really. <laughs> so you got the Lions. You, you get them going out of their dome, uh, going on the road to face a tough defense that's even tougher in Baltimore. Uh, a team that is second best against quarterbacks, only allowing 8.9 points per game. So get ready for Stafford to have to do it all second half staff and, and ring up the magic. Their, their, their best option that you can get them at is on the ground, where they're the 13th uh, best defense along 17.3 points per game. But you only have Amir Abdullah 
and Theo Riddick, and, and you're not really ever establishing the run in any game because you haven't had a 100-yard rusher since Reggie Bush. Then, uh, okay, you say, okay, well, what about our great wide receivers? You know, we got we got Golden Tate, we got Marvin Jones, we got the other T.J. Jones, we got we got Kenny Galladay. Okay, well, they're only giving up 15.5 points a game to wide receivers, which is second best in the league. So then, then it comes down to the other good option. The best matchup that you have, based on the numbers, is Eric Ebron. Mm. And that should just make you puke in your mouth. Yeah, and Ebron probably has best or second best game of the season on uh, Thursday. Something to know that... Um, maybe the one guy that I would trust more than anyone is uh, maybe Marvin Jones since he did play oh. in the division and because he has that uh, just uh, touchdown ability that he has um, I, and that, he, he, he's hot right now. Yeah, but just gut checking where, you know, again and this is where it comes down I to... I think you've got to have him in your lineup. But this is also this is truth. This is this is so important everyone. you got you got to understand this. This is why that not always the team that's the best team during the regular season who steamrolls everybody doesn't win in the playoffs. It's because you can't just roll out whatever lineup. you got to look at matchups. Matchups are everything when it comes down to what you're going to do in these last games. And when you look at a matchup like this where you take a dome team and you take them out of the dome and you put them on the road and you put them against a defense that is one of the top, top basically the second best defense because Jack, they're basically calling the best defense in the NFL because Jacksonville's on a level that's just ridiculous all on their own. Yep. Uh, a whole other level. This is not going to be a, a, a point fest. You're not going to be able to do establish a run because you really haven't established a run in any game this year. You, the best benefit that you're going to have is that the Ravens don't have much of an offense. Um, you know, al- although they looked a little bit better uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, well, I think Alex Collins is, is Collins is, is what's it is, is, is coming around, but the wide receivers still are on. I mean, aren't there wide receivers? I think the it's wide receivers older. now on Ravens are doing worse than the Buffalo Bills were, which yeah. is like as bad as it gets. And I don't think did Mac, Macklin. I don't think had a catch yesterday. Uh, Wallace yeah. had a couple, but Wallace, yeah, okay. Flacco's checked down Charlie. He's worse. This is going to be, but this Smith. is going to be one of those games where you're going to get. It's going to be again an ugly, very few fantasy points being put up. This is going to be a Stafford. Probably throwing for maybe 240 yards, and if he does throw for 300 yards, probably going to tackle on three interceptions to go with it. Stafford uh, surpassed Romo as the all-time leader in Thanksgiving passing yards last Thursday. Just so you know, that that's big stuff, big news. Hooray! Um, <laughs> and I, one thing I know that will also happen in that game is uh, Galloway will have two catches for 60 yards. Galloway's coming back. Galladay, sorry. Galladay. 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 Let's bring back Joey Galloway. Good old number 84. Glad I didn't say Terry Glenn. Rest in peace. Um, But yeah, Galladay. Not Galloway. Galladay will have two catches. Galladay. Gal? G-O-L-L-A-D-A-Y. Galladay will have two catches for 62 yards. Okay. He had 61 last week, I think. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, Golden Tate. I mean, again, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm... Severely looking for other options or downgrading these guys by full from wide receiver twos to wide receiver three flexes. Let's uh, let's move on to the next side of the ball, and that's the Ravens. Uh, Flacco can't play in this moment. I don't think I know some people were excited to see what um, Woodhead could do now that he's back. I don't think it, it's there. Uh, no, it's not there. Definitely it's... feeling 
pretty freaking good about Alex Collins. Don't you think the Seahawks wish they had him right about now? Oh, 100%. Alex Collins is a guy that you can just pencil in. He's going to get at least 15 carries. They're giving him the bulk of the work. Uh, Buck Allen is just basically coming in in spot duty when, when Alex needs a rest. The one thing that you wish that, that he did, though, was give you more in the passing game. But, um, you know, you can't have everything. You can't have everything. <laughs> Ravens, there's nothing else you're, you're playing on that team. And, no, it's, it's really garbage. I mean, this is one of those weird weeks. So what you, we have is a lot of garbage matchups where there's not going to be a lot of points. Yeah. Where it's, it's, just, it's either tough matchups um, uh, with the good teams. Uh, you don't have the exploited, as many of the exploited matchups. Now, I think we do have... But we do have some of those fun games coming up because uh, the bad versus the bad, where sometimes leads to the excitement. One of those will be in our hometown. But, but <laughs> before before we get to, but that's still two games away. Yes. But before we get to the next game, which has the potential for the good offense to light up a bad defense, and uh, and actually an offense that could put up some points against a defense that hasn't. It isn't great either. Anyway, coming up is the Patriots at the Bills. But before we get to the those Bills, we got to pay these Bills. All right, Patriots are going to Buffalo. Uh, we'll start with um, the Patriots side of the ball, Brady. Are you starting Tom Brady? Just a little bit. Um, let's not even talk about it. Let's well, we got, there's, there's always the one thing i got to talk about. I believe that this is the... The one. Uh, yes. Tom Brady going up against a team oh, yeah. that he has played Best ever. 29 times and has thrown 66 touchdowns against. Must start Tom Brady, 40 years old. Tom Brady, married to Giselle. Tom Brady is leads the all quarterbacks in yards. It's pretty start. awesome, though. In his division... He's thrown 46 against the Jets, 56 against Miami, 66 against Buffalo. Yeah, he's good. He's actually the best of all time. And 26-3 and three in his career against Buffalo. <laughs> Is this a Rex Burkhead? Um, I mean, this running... This Deion run, Lewis still. I mean, yeah, Deion Lewis. Do you like Rex? It's definitely Deion Lewis. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm looking for the next option after Deion Lewis, it is Rex. It's definitely Burkhead. Deion Lewis, sorry. Um, so, yeah, Rex is that other guy that can get thrown in there, can maybe sneak a touchdown. This is going to be a game where I think that you can play both Rex and, you know, Lewis is locked into your locked in Brady, locked in Lewis, locked in Gronk, locked in Cooks, but playable are. Uh, is a, is a Rex Burkhead playable? Is a Danny Amendola? Um, you want to know as far as snap counts? Uh, Deion Lewis 28, Sexy Rexy 28, White 18, Gillisley is uh, healthy scratches, or maybe, you know, he was inactive. Man, can you think about it? Like after the, the start to the season that Gillisley had, had those owners where everyone was, I am mean, so smart, I am so Three smart. Three touchdowns week one? If you had traded him and gotten hefty return, because you could have... It, it's, it's, I, it, I have the same conversation with my buddy Josh every year. Uh, I'm like, do you want to trade that guy? I was like, I always ask him when, when he has a guy blow up in week one. Like, nah, nah, we're, we're kind of high on him. We're going <laughs> to wait it out. I go, 
you realize this is the time to sell. Yeah. And then he doesn't sell. I said, don't you wish you would have sold that back when I would talk to you about it? Yeah, yeah. And then Next year, say, same said, thing happens. Yeah, but you should say it. I'll be like, just so you know. If you had said yes, I would have said, fuck off. That's going to be his best game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, the way that my running backs were looking, I'd be like, I would have taken it. You would have fleeced me. Oh, my God. He is available on everyone's waiver wire. Oh, for good reason. Um, all right. So there you go. Deion Lewis looking good, but... He, it's basically you saw it there. Twenty-eight snaps. When he's in there, he's getting, he's getting, he's touching the ball. Uh, let's he, look, he was always a guy who was a favorite of Belichick. Yeah, you know, and and that's also why he likes Rex too. Because the difference with uh, that you don't get with James White. James White can't handle the ball, can't carry the ball, can't, do, can't run the ball inside like these two guys can. Yeah. So they they have the dual ability. Uh, that's one of the things that Belichick loves more than anything. The players that are Swiss Army knives and, and that you can, you know, start them as a running back, throw them out as a receiver, you know, do both, make defenses have to, to double think what they're doing. So, what do you think? Uh, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're playing, uh, you're playing Cooks. Uh, is, is, I think, what's his name? Hogan on his way back. Is he there yet? Well, that's the interesting thing. So, I, that's why I was saying I would start Amendola. I'm assuming that Chris Hogan is not back this week, but let's, let's, let me let me look up. And we're here on Tuesday, so you know you news keep is also on this stuff. It's also early. Um, let's see. While you're talking about that, they just put um, Martellus Bennett on the IR this week. So not that he was uh, really doing anything for you, but if by, lo and behold, Gronk did get hurt, like he has in seasons past, he was a guy that could have been interesting. But he's on the IR finally. Um, he won't be doing anything for you. Gronk, you're lock and loaded. He's he's doing Gronk things. Looking like Gronkski. Looks Look, like Hogan's not going to play. Yeah, it looks like Hogan's out. Um, so, really, there you go. Let's, there you go. You, you're, you're starting the horse. You're starting Gronk. You're starting... This is you're, starting you're doing what Houdini said, doing his tag party. And, and this is one of those weeks where if you are fighting for that playoff spot and you got these guys, you got to be like... You know, where Cooks is not giving you the consistent play. you got to be salivating. You find this is a good matchup. Yeah. This is one of those ones that you should be, you know, licking your chops for. Just hope to God that bad weather does not make its way into Buffalo. And also, when you, with a guy like Cooks is a guy that when you sit him... Because he hasn't been. Well, he burns your ass. ass. He burns your. I can't ass. sit him right now. He's been. He's been so much better. Look, and this is also things that we knew uh, that were going to happen at the beginning of the year. It was going to take time for the chemistry to develop between him and Tom Brady, and for them to get on the same page. They're on the same page now. He's Cooks is the sixth uh, ranked in standard right now. So you're. you're, you're and you get the big. And he still gets your big games. So yeah, you're loving him. Okay. Now let's go to the team that we would not want to start anybody else on. Other than uh, probably LaShawn McCoy, Zay Maybe, Jones. Zay Jones is starting to is, is coming around. I know, but not that I'm going to start with any confidence. You know, here here's the thing about Zay. If you are looking at, he's available on everyone's waiver wire. If you want to make a pickup and, and pull up his stats, I mean, they're they're not going to superly impress you. You're going to say at least, well, look, he found an end zone, right? Um, but the yardage is not there. 33, 68, 53, 32. That's not enough that's going to make you desirable. He's got a touchdown in, in two of his last three games. I like that. He's seeing more targets, uh, 24 targets in his last three games. <coughs> but the yards are not there yet. The chemistry is not there yet. 
Um, they don't have anybody else to throw to. That's that's the reason. Calvin Benjamin didn't play last week. Isn't going to play again this week. Um, that's kind of my thing. Jordan Matthews is obviously just not all that good. Charles uh, Clay is the only is the other is the next main yeah. option in that passing game. I just I'm just looking at it this way. I'm not okay, saying okay, we're okay, not playing St. Jones at all. Look, okay, if you want to make a better I'll make a case for you. I'll make a case for you. Patriots are going to be up by 21 or, or more by halftime yeah. or early in the third quarter. Yeah. At that point in time, you're, you're not going to be able to, to, to just keep running the ball to LaShawn McCoy. You're going to have to start opening it up. And at that point in time, that's where they should get more targets. And remember, yeah. it's, it's gotten better and it's come down. The Patriots are 28th against wide receiver. The so problem for me is they... points. But they're looking a lot better. You know, Butler and, 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 and... Catch percentage, dude. 61 targets, 23 catches. I know. I know. It just... I, I, uh, I agree. On, seasonal is atrocious. The last little bit. And even... He got, remember, he got banged up to get that hyperextended knee. But the last four weeks, it looks like he's finally kind of becoming... I know. But that catch percentage. Now, granted, okay, over his last four weeks, it's been better. It was uh, five, and he caught three. Seven, caught six. Seven, caught four. Then ten, caught three. Okay, so it's ten, three. All right. But you know, I like mine. I'm, I'm not. Hey, if you got to start today, it's not a great time. But there's the the, it, the, the game, benefit you're hoping for is that it's a blowout. It's okay. Yeah, they're hoping it's a blowout. You're hoping that they're just getting a cheap garbage time. Give me some. Give me a couple drives in the third and fourth quarter for for some garbage points. Did you see? I, I tweeted and a lot of people and posted it, that one play uh, where or Zay fell off on the side of, of the sidelines on a missed pass and pushed himself up. And I swear to God, and there are people are saying it's like the Michael Jackson. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know how how he did it. I didn't see it. He pushed himself up and it looks like he levitates back to his feet. And, and, it's not, and, I look, and you look at other things in the background. It's like it's not in reverse or anything. So yeah. things are still having it. It's really trippy. I Does he it. go? I was, yeah, pretty much. It's like that Michael Jackson lean where you just. But I posted it to our Twitter account. That is uh, twitter.com forward slash p y r o m a n the number one a c. Uh, check that out if you're on Twitter. As we've said many many times, Twitter is a great resource for fantasy football and uh, ahead of the curve news. Let's go to the next game, but before... No, you just did that. No, okay. I didn't say it, so I didn't think it. I um, didn't say it. We're going to go to the 49ers, are here in Chicago against our Bears. Well, I might look at some tickets to that one. Sounds like it'd probably be pretty cheap on vivid seats. I bet you'd be damn cheap, yeah. Um, and you get to see the start of the Jimmy Garoppolo era. So, we'll, we'll get to see his first start. Um, it probably can't be too bad to be going against the Chicago Bears. Uh, this is a defense that had looked a lot better, uh, uh, but then you lose Leonard Floyd, and I think we saw some of that exposure. The, the pressures that he's able to put on defense uh, on, on the quarterback was not there, as Carson Wentz just basically had a field day uh, with this defense, as did uh, all their running backs. So. This is one of those ones where I think you're going to look at it and say, I feel good if I'm, if I'm a Carlos Hyde owner. Um, I would also feel good. At this point, look, if you're, if you're, you have that list of quarterbacks that you had trotted out there, Jimmy Garoppolo would not be a bad idea if you're stuck with, with one of those pieces of crap to pick up and play, honestly, because 
here's the things of, of, of the weapons that I like and, and where I think that you can expose the bears. Um, Hyde is one. Another is going to be Marquise Goodwin. And this is one of those ones where for Garoppolo, it works out great. You know, Goodwin has been getting it done. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, ridiculous amount of speed, uh, but making the plays downfield. He's, he's got, um, in his last two weeks, uh, 78 and 83 yards. The 83 yards was one catch for 83 yards and a touchdown, but <laughs> but he can do that. And then last week was four for 78, and the week before was two for 68. So they're starting to to, to do that more. The Bears do not have anybody that can keep up with him in, in their defensive backfield. The Bears have beat up a cornerback. So at this point, I, I like that as an option. Um, and it's just going to be one of those games where, again, the Bears – haven't won a game in, in how long? Uh, it almost looks like uh, you're getting to the point with old John Fox that the team is either just kind of giving up on him. The the offense is uh, under under Dowell Loggins is just not doing anything. So where where is any type of enthusiasm coming from? Look, the Bears gave up a ton of big plays last week to the Eagles, and the only reason they kept in it was because the defense was forcing a turnover after they gave up a 40 yard run. Yeah. It's like two or three times after big plays, they, they, they got the turnovers. Is uh, Danny Tremathan going to play this week? Because he's the difference maker. I don't, uh, it's too early to tell, but the way that it's looking, no. It doesn't look like it's The rushing yards uh, per game against the Bears defense with uh, Danny was 96.6. Without him, it's 134. Yeah. Uh, it, the deep, obviously, everybody's hurt. Now you said well, because he's out. also the play caller. And when you take him out, yeah, the, the guy who they would the like guy. to be the play caller would be maybe, um, I, I can't remember the dude's name, but uh, uh, the dude from West Virginia. But he, Kwiatkowski. But he's not out there on every play. So he's more, he has to come off on certain protections. So then it's Christian Jones. Christian Jones, who is basically like a, uh, what, like a fifth or sixth round uh, draft pick a couple of years ago on a Florida State that had like, and he's been playing well, but the difference is, is that when I watch Christian Jones and he's making a lot of tackles, he's not making impact tackles. He's making the chase down and, and tackle you tackle. Uh, he's not meeting the guy in the backfield and getting the tackles for loss or tackles at the line of scrimmage. He's making a tackle five, six yards down the line. So you keep running the ball on him and getting five, six yards, he just keeps making tackles. He ends up with eight or 10 and 12 at the end of the game. It doesn't mean he was really doing anything that special. Yeah, I think uh, it could be a good night, good day, good opening uh, um, career. Salvo, salvo for uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. There you go. Going against this team at this time could be perfect. We we were asking last week, and we thought they were they were just going to sit him for the rest of the season. Bethard got a little banged up in that last drive. Um, Took and, a shot to his legs and. And then, and then you figure that they're just going to not put Jimmy into any harm's way, but he throws two passes and throws a touchdown. Totally. Uh, let's go to the Bears' side. Bears' offense, uh, second-fewest uh, play calls, offensive play calls uh, in the NFL per game, uh, just not keeping the ball and sustaining drives. No surprise there at all. Um, basically... Good news. They're going against the 49ers defense oh. that uh, is the second worst at allowing other offenses to have uh, offensive plays. The so best, me, the, the best for, utility. Yeah, the best for Mitch Trubisky to, Mitchell Trubisky to, to face. They, they allow the most points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, after Jordan Howard had the abysmal performance against Philadelphia, he gets to go against a team that allows the second most points to running backs. So, 
you, this is again, this is one of those bad games that you would look at, you would normally go, well, the Bears suck. They can't put any offense together, but this defense sucks. Yeah. This is the, the suck versus suck fest, <laughs> which could produce some fantasy production. Because at this point in time, you've got to look at the 49ers and as the Bears, you have to sit here and go, we're at home, and John Fox, who knows he's probably going to be without a job. You can't just if be... If he's not without a job, well, he, I'm officially... I'm going to do that whole burning of jersey thing. Well, Or he's doing his, I'm trying to audition for a job somewhere else and show that I can just get some fight out to So... You know what you got to do? You got to throw on first down a, bun- a lot more. You got to open things up. You got to do a lot of things different in this game. And you got to be more creative on offense. You got a bad defense. You should allow it to be exposed. Allow your quarterback to, to, to take shots down the field and let's see if, if we're making any progress. That's it. This game sets up well for, I think, both key players that you would play on, on both those teams. Carlos Hyde, Jimmy G if you want to play him, and Marquise Goodwin as a, as a flyer for that type of that, that deep play. Um, you know, when it comes to the Bears, I think Jordan Howard's a strong play. Tariq Cohen, they keep having all these problems about, like, is he just a moron and just can't, can't learn the playbook or something? But he seems to be making mistakes, so he's wow. one. He's a guy that I would probably say maybe you have a chance in this game because he can make a big play. But I would kind of, uh, you know, fade a little bit on him just uh, for the sense of that you don't have, you can't trust him completely, and they're not getting the ball to the biggest playmakers, and you're not starting Adam Shaheen, so not a chance. Bears basically, it, it's it's Jordan Howard. Um, what are your thoughts on John Fox gone? We saw that awesome uh, uh, tweet about the Firefox uh, logo in, in the stands. or uh, Not the awesome tweet. I tweeted it, but I saw it in the stands. In the, in that was the an awesome field. tweet, though. It was hilarious. I was dying. Me, my buddy, I was sitting next to Savage. I first day of the year that I went over to somebody's house and just chilled out. I'm like, you see that? That was Mozilla logo. That's Firefox. Firefox. We were dying. I'm like, I took a picture of it, tweeted it. Uh, that shit was funny. Who would you like us to hire? Fox is gone. They cannot keep him. I don't have a name. I don't have a name, but you want to know what? Here's the problem. This is why the Bears have a problem. When they had to try to find John Fox, they don't have anybody in-house to do the search. They had a member, they had a, a contract, was it Gino yeah. Corsi or whatever, in order yeah. to tell them who to sign? Yeah. So it's, it's the, it's, 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 uh, the, the, the Violent Femmes album. It's the blind leading the blind. <laughs> That's like what you it. have. I so like I, I would want you someone. Know what, what about? Uh, well, Pace, and Pace is, 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 he's got a lot to prove, too. Three years that he's been here, and he's taken shots on risky uh, Division II players. That have not all panned out. He's traded uh, up in drafts and given away draft picks, and hasn't had a volume. And we don't have. He's took the chance on Kevin White. That was a failure. Um, we got Trubisky, and look at uh, look at what, what we so saw. So he's probably got more time. With, with but I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't. Watson's I don't there. care what kind of coach you bring to Chicago. A good one. I want Matt Patricia from uh, from the Patriots. Val Verde. How about McDaniel's? Free no, you, Ugala? No, thank you. I am here for something else. Bread? Something hot. We have rolls that just came up. Even hotter. Much, much hotter. I already have boyfriend. All right. Although I could make exception. No, that's sure. Okay. Flower sacks in back, very comfortable. I don't think we are on the same page. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I'd want, I'd want one of the two guys on New England. But I, Kershaw, I, uh, he's a defensive-minded guy. I think that's what we need We need in Chicago a little bit. Well, the other thing is fire, fire Fox now so that we can at least see what Vic Fangio has because Fangio's not going to stay here, and you're not going to hire somebody and not let him stay. So he's the best thing you have going for this team right now. Let's see if he can be a head coach. Maybe you just want to sign him. The best guy may already be in the fucking building. Fair enough. But you're never going to look because, God forbid, we eat more contracts and have to pay somebody. <laughs> cheap never going to do cheap that. Cheap-ass millionaire, billionaires, assholes. I don't All think right. they're billionaires. That's the reason why we're in, a, we're in the position we are. Uh, Browns at Chargers. But now I think we can take a... Do you want to do it? Let's, let's let's take a word from our yeah, sponsor. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's roll through this okay. game. This one shouldn't take too long. All and right. then we'll take a break. Browns at the Chargers. Let's start there. Um, you know, gut check time. Kaiser was one of those quarterbacks I mentioned earlier. Uh, can't be happy starting him. Um, it seems <laughs> you can't like, be happy having him on your roster yeah, unless yeah, you're in the yeah, dynasty yeah. league. Yes, you know, yeah. good point. There you go. Um, in, in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, he has two touchdowns and four, five, six, seven interceptions. There you go. Um, <laughs> Crowell and uh, Duke are basically sharing time. Uh, it was this week. It was a uh, 48 for Duke, um, 38. Sorry, 38 for uh, snaps for Duke, and Crowell had 32. Um, it just it, it seems like the momentum's a little bit more. This is where they could expose Duke's the Chargers, side. though. The Chargers defense has been very good. Third best against quarterbacks. Twelfth best against wide receivers. Uh, second best against tight ends. But 28th against running backs, allowing 20.2 points. So, look, Crowell had 95 yards last week. He finally started to get things together. If there's one guy that I would trust more than another in this game, it would be Crowell. But the other thing is that you got the Chargers who have been really starting to get their offense moving. Um, so if the game kind of gets into more of a shootout, that it could lead to Duke Johnson as well. So, you know, maybe Duke is a low-end flex option. Um, and a uh, Isaiah is a low-end RB2 or a flex option. Crowell, sadly on the season, 0-5 uh, on um, red zone inside the five-yard line carries. He has not turned uh, inside the five-yard carry into a touchdown. He's got one touchdown on 12 attempts in the, in the uh, 10 yard within 10 yards of the end zone of the goal line. Uh, just not really getting it done there uh, close to the end zone. So here's the other guy that you might want to look at. Corey Coleman. It's going to be mired with inconsistency. Okay, Um, And and as we said, the Chargers are are pretty good against the wide receivers, but he's had 19 targets in his last two weeks. He's only caught nine passes, but he's gone for 144 yards. He's not had a touchdown, but he's starting to make some, some plays. They're giving him more of the looks. He's their definite number one wide receiver. So if there's anyone that if I had to take a shot at it, starting a wide receiver, he's the only one. But again, he's it's low end or wide receiver three or flex play, depending on how deep your league is. Last time Josh Gordon played an NFL game. How long ago was that? It's been three years. 2014, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been three years. Uh, but you're not ready you're not ready to get let it go yet, huh? I can't. I mean, so this is the first opportunity he has to play. How many plays is he going to be out there for? And you trust Deshaun Kaiser being able to hit him with a pass. 
I need a week. Jackson says he's gonna he's gonna throw him out. Hey, there. now look, if you're in a desperation spot and you're like you're looking at uh, Bilal Powell, who we're talking about is gonna give you three points or something. Hey, take your shot. Take your shot. But just realize you probably got a twenty percent chance of that shot working fifty percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Last game you played was December twenty first, two thousand fourteen. Um, on November twenty third. November twenty third, three years ago, he had eight, caught eight passes for one hundred and twenty yards. Um, back in the days when actually the Browns were able to beat the Atlanta Falcons and did so. Um, all right, I'm with you. It's it, it feels good, but it's not going to really feel good when you do it. Let's go over to the Chargers side. Obviously, it's um things are it's it's kind of it feels a little bit like from four or five years ago when Rivers getting that second half stat kind of thing where you know we used to Rivers in December used to be a a thing of uh, serendipitous magic. Uh, he's he's getting going again. It seems like he's right there at the uh, at the upper end of, um, of, of of fantasy quarterback action. Go for it. So okay, last week why, where he got up was because he threw for four hundred and thirty four yards last week. Yeah, you know. But the benefit is if you're going to look back, is he's had basically um, two sixty to, to one eighty is his range that he's been in, in all these other weeks prior. But he's thrown before last week with three touchdowns. Four week before that, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns, one, three, two. He's getting more of those touchdown looks. So um, you have a running uh, attack that you have to uh, respect. You have Austin Eckler, who has stepped up now and become a, a, a pretty nice second option or at least a burst play here or there. Not anyone that I'm telling you that you should be starting yep. in your Week 13 matchups here. Um, but he does provide a good extra little pop for uh, a Phillip Rivers. And you want to talk back, or you're going back to when he was that player a couple years ago. Why? Because he had either a Darren Sproles or he had uh, you know these, these other running backs that he could use in, as that weapon uh, out of the backfield. And you know he does a great job of spreading it around. But the other thing is you got Keenan Allen who's just grabbing everything. Yeah. Let's talk I, I agree. Let's talk about Melvin Gordon. His his catch his catching that was why he was awesome at the beginning of the season yeah. was his receiving. His, his pass uh, receiving has gone super far down, um, spelunking down there for him. So he's, he's obviously um, not, not, not doing the same kind of uh, top-end numbers as he was earlier in the year. Uh, what are you feeling about this, this matchup here? Especially with, like you said, Eckler eating into him. Well, and, and actually, the one thing that Cleveland actually has been pretty good at has been against the run. That's the one thing that they do... Better than anything else. Um, ninth against uh, wide receivers. Ninth against uh, running backs. Yet twenty fourth against uh, quarterbacks. It's kind of a, an interesting uh, phenomenon there. So they've, they've probably have given up a couple rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks. Is, is uh, uh, what I, what I would guess. But the other major advantage is against tight ends. They're twenty ninth against tight ends, allowing uh, the third most amount of points, so ten point five fantasy points per game. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, to me, is a guy that's been dropped in a lot of leagues. A guy that, um, uh, look, we know what, what skills this guy has. As a rookie, he was phenomenal. He was getting all those touchdowns. He, he, he should have been one of these guys that we were talking about with 1,000 yards receiving. For every game on Thursday. That's the, this is the turnaround. So maybe yeah. this is the turning point for him. Um, he needed that game. He needed 
because he's just had so many games where he's just basically been not targeted where we're all going, well, what is going on here with Hunter Henry? You know, is, 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 is he hurt or is there something that we don't know about? I think maybe now we can get to the point where he's just becoming more effective because he's still not getting a lot more targets. He had five targets last week. He just happened to catch them all. Yeah. He had five targets the week before. He had uh, two targets the week before that, two targets the week before that. He's not had more than five targets since week six. Yeah. I think there's a lot of But this, I, I still see the upside. There's, this offense has a lot of upside for fantasy points, but it also feels like there's some they're feeling their way out of it. It feels just, to me like it's like I'm playing a either if I'm playing poker that I'm playing with like a nine ten hand where it's like I really need the flop to go my way. Yeah. Or I'm I'm playing craps and I'm trying to hit the hard four. They don't know how to use Melvin Gordon right now at this moment. Yeah. He's, like we said, he, he needed the receiving all season, at the beginning of the season to do well. Last four games, um, he's 23rd out of running backs, uh, rushing leaders in the NFL over the last four weeks with 172 yards. Leonard Fournette, who's injured and suspended, I think, one of those two, is 169. Uh, he's not doing it on the ground. Ekelar's getting uh, Ekelar's getting Lurs getting more carries than him and feeling like the more of the feature back. So you're you're a little fearful there. The, the guy you're loving right now, Williams, as we said, he's out still with the injured injury. The guy here's the problem for me with Gordon Allen is the fact that as they get into the parts of the game where they've worn him down, that's where Eckler's starting to get the carries. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing the fresh guy in instead of Gordon getting those where he can, I pay the dues earning the three yards per carry so I can get these ones where I can get six, seven yards a carry. But it's not good. I, pay, I pay the dues. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good. Um, all right, so yeah, but Keenan Allen, you're locked, he's locked into your lineup. Locked in. Locked. Um, he's locked in as much as everyone here is locked in to listen to this. Oh, I saw. Eli Manning cry today, uh, and you see the response of a lot of his teammates on a couple of those Super Bowl teams. There's players played with the Giants, um, you know, fellow quarterbacks uh, are are siding with them and saying that this is kind of uh, you know a travesty that the Giants are putting this. But it sounds like through reading and getting some of the news that they basically went to like, hey, we'll we'll start you so you can keep the streak going and. But we, we want to see what we got. And Eli was the one who's basically was like, if you want to see what these guys, I don't want to just keep this Iron Man streak going just to do it and have it be some, you know, bullshit kind of a streak. So basically Eli had the choice and said, you know what, don't start me this week. Um, but he was crying today about it, over it. And, um, you so know, he's I think- not starting this week. Gino is starting. Holy crap. Gino is starting. Given the start today, they, they, that happened about 2 or 3 this afternoon, uh, Gino is starting. So you know what that means for all uh, giant players? Well, that is a sucker punch to the gonads. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much to any Giants fan, and all Giants fans are obviously love Eli. This guy's beaten Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl, been an Iron Man 
uh, been the face of a franchise since 2004. Done everything right. But on the flip side, I don't disagree with management. Yeah. The guy, you got Eli. If you're sitting there and thinking Eli is your the quarterback starting next year for sure, and you're running with them for the then you're thinking you're basically telling your fan base that we just want to be marginal. Do you think you're still close to a Super Bowl right now? Yeah. To in his defense, he has the second most drops on him on him this season. I mean, something like or yeah, second most. I think the most is by the, uh, I can find this out, but the most is by, I think, the Raiders. The second most is by Cleveland, and actually he's got the most drops this year. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, he's got the most, then it's Kaiser, then it's Derek Carr. And it's like 31 drops by Ugh. his receivers this year. But it doesn't matter. If you, they caught all 31 of those passes, are they all of a sudden now like a 5-1 team? No. No, they are absolutely not. They are, you know, I am not completely incompetent without a gun. I am a master in the art of Wang Do. They're going to need a lot of Wang Do for Geno Smith to get fantasy points on this team. So, does this mean now that Ingram's, Ingram's still the only startable fantasy player in this team? Orleans Darkwa doesn't. Yeah, it's. It's. I think it's. I think you're right. It's. It's a. It's a lost cause right now. Now and you, got, and you got and you got the, the the Raiders who play better defense at home and that's where they are. And but let's the truth is they are the Raiders have been and it, maybe maybe this is a great game for Geno Smith. The Raiders have had like one of the worst passing secondaries and, and defense. They shut terrible. They, they did shut down Simeon last week. But besides, if you take but see, that, but I look at Gino as, as a Simeon well, type of a guy. supposed to be Lynch. I know, but, but either one of those guys, I think we would have gotten the same result, and I kind of feel the same type take of a that one out performance of the with Gino, though. It's the same type of a guy, I think, that, and the Raiders, uh, I mean, they're still in a winnable, winnable division, for crying out loud. Oh, brother. So I'm on Darkwa, and Darkwa, yeah. No. He had 11 to 30 against the Washington Redskins. If it's the 39 total yards, because I needed 40 to get any points out of him. Yeah, Dark, Dark, I had, Dark I had him get, set. I still got the win this week, but I had him get me 39 yards. I had Dez get me 37 yards. Uh, and Martavis just got me over the hump with 41 total yards, thanks to that running yard where he twirled and almost scored a touchdown. Please don't tell us about these these players. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> Nobody. Say talk about the good, not not the bad. All right. All right. Let's go to let's the. Let's talk uh, about the bad now. Let's get to your guy because Krabby is not is, is he's suspended? Suspended. Yeah, Amari is out. Highly likely out. Yeah. So you got uh, well, so starting wide receivers are Seth Roberts, Johnny Holton, and Cordero Patterson. For the um, the Raiders, Cordero made a uh, Cordero made a nice play last week. One catch and then a crazy run, or he just wouldn't go down. Ah, oh, Jesus! Uh, can I trust any of the gut check? Lunch? No, I don't think you can play anyone in this. Team. I think you have to you have to fade on you have to fade on Derek it's Carr. Giants. Jared Cook is the one guy you got to play. Really? Because yeah, because who else they got told about to? You just named the three guys. Okay, I, I don't disagree. And Jared Cook has been has been good enough. No, I know. He's he's, he's had some moments. Let's look at let's look. And the Giants you. are the worst against tight ends. All right, twelve point four fantasy points. Jared Cook is locked in. Your your guy Cook's locked in. I just wish I know Cook's had a couple great moments, but 
It didn't. Uh, yeah, he gets targeted in the red zone. He had it, look. He got one catch for one yard last. I know. I know. <laughs> he had more targets though. So, but. And he's got one touchdown of the year. That was also against the the Broncos, who were a good. Team. Got two hundred yard games in the last five games. So all right, if you got Cooks and you don't got anything better, put him in the lineup. But that's it. We're moving on. God damn it! The so Raiders. I told you this was a lot I mean, of. Think fun. about. Remember? Do you remember? Three and a half months ago. People literally thought the Raiders were a Super Bowl team. Yeah. See, this is again, and this next game is going to show you, and as this game showed you, the next game will too, that you either have shit games or you have good teams going up against tough defenses. Yeah, and this is... And this is one and of those. both of these were tough defenses. Saints have come down to earth a little over the last couple of weeks, especially with Vaccaro's injury. They were awesome, but lately they haven't been this great. But um, this is going to be the, the next game is Panthers... At the Saints, let's start with the Panthers. And this is a huge division game for for uh, right. This is for the, the lead in the in the in the division, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, the Saints coming in at eight and three, and Carolina at eight and three. So everything's on the table here for this one. Um, obviously, we know that Alvin Kamara is the real deal, so he's locked into your lineup. Uh, amazing what he's been doing. Big plays. Passing game um, is this almost like we're seeing the? It's it's interesting, right? Because it's high volume or low volume, high production, right? And Ingram's still getting the bigger volume. I don't know if you have the touches pulled up between those yeah. two because that. Well, this be week it was different. Kamara definitely got it because. Kamara, but it was only by three. So Kamara got 32, and um, Ingram had 29. But Kamara literally, they should have set, and Ingram had a terrible game overall, but they should have, Kamara should have gotten every snap, that was snap, sorry, not touches. He should have gotten every snap and every touch, because they could not stop him. He was this was Bo Jackson Tech Bowl style. I was actually surprised that they were they were they were behind, so they were trying to have throw their way back in the game. It was a dumb move, to be honest. I think they would have won that game if literally second half it was like, you know what, Kamara, get ready. You're gonna be sore tomorrow. We're literally getting you the ball 25 times. Just, they would have won the game. He had me jumping out of my skin though, because I had him and Drew Brees on my fantasy team. I'm going up against Josh McCown, who just like had the, the, the ridiculous Robbie Anderson with the weird long touchdowns, and so it's like I'm down by like 30 some odd points as the games are starting in the afternoon, and I'm like, oh, Alvin Kamara, 74 yard touchdown run. In my league, starting off, it's a 13 point touchdown. The touchdowns were 13 points, oh, yeah. then the yardage. Oh, that's it's worth more than that in my league. Right. Kamara in one league, Kamara had 49 points, in another one, he had 41. He had 43 for me. Yeah. So, because the points start going up double once you get over 100. But it took to that last touchdown catch. I was down by 16 points, and I had Martavis Bryant. I'm like, well, if I could at least get to within 10. And then uh, I saw the screen pass. I'm like, get in the, get in the fucking end zone. Fuck yes. And I was well, that like, one that he got tagged, he had a one-on-one. Yes. Yeah. That one player, he got tackled with the five. I mean, I'm, I was shocked he got tackled there. That He was so... It was one-on-one. Oh, he was streaking down. Yeah. Down. It was one-on-one, and he got, like, shoestring. That would have been another fucking I 18 know. points. I know. He he one and I was shocked that he actually got brought down. The way he was playing, it was like... And he just went down, and I don't know. That that was like, how did, they, how did he go down there? I'm like, that guy must be tired. Now, here's the other thing, too. Now, he's going up against Carolina now. 
when he played them earlier in the year, he really wasn't utilized, right? They only had two carries in that game. Wow. 37 yards. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's give him 20 carries. This is one of those ones, again, where, again, we talked about Kareem Hunt going the opposite direction as Kamara is, yeah. is, 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 is ascending right now. I don't, I don't know. And, again, this is a game in the Dome. So I don't know that I should worry so much about that. I know we should be talking about Carolina. It doesn't matter. Let's just start with the Saints. It doesn't matter. Well, let's let's just go, let's let's just talk about the game. How do you th- how do you feel that this game is going to go? I feel this is going to be one of those games where both of these defenses are pretty good, and I think that they're going to. It's going to be more of that kind of uh, slower start to the game. I think it's going to take about a quarter and a half before we start seeing the points. It might be like a three nothing game at the end of the first quarter, and uh, all of a sudden it's still like nothing going on until the last half of the of the of the first half. And we get 10 points scored at that point. So it could be like a 13-3 type of game or a 10-3 game or something going into halftime. And then coming out of it, that's where I think the second half becomes an explosion of of points going. I I, I think the Saints win this game. I think that loss last week puts them in a position where they're in a better frame of mind for this one. Drew Brees still doesn't have a ton of weapons. So Michael Thomas is, is is your one... Solid start at wide receiver, but he's not even like an amazing start. Ted Ginn is an option because of the big playability and also the history, right? Wasn't he also on uh, the Carolina for a while? Or no. Like yeah, yeah. Ted Ginn, so. Worst game of the season so far by um, uh, uh, Cam Newton, who's having a, a good season right he's now. He's not, right now he's, he's sixth uh, at the QB position, and he's been uh, – he had a bad game last week against the Jets, but before that he had a, uh, a sick game. Um, oh, but yeah, he had three, he had no touchdowns, three interceptions in week three against them in a loss. 167 yards. 167 yards, which is lowest on the season. He didn't rush for a touchdown. Actually, no, it's not his lowest. He had, 100, he had 137 against Atlanta, and last week he only had one yard more than that. So, uh, But yeah, 11 points. And so. last week basically everything went to Devin Funches. And then you look on the flip side. You look at his game logs over against New Orleans for Cam, and it's up and down. He said his best game of his career is only five touchdown throwing game against New Orleans, but he's also had some of his worst games. So it's kind of like who the fuck knows what's going to happen. So in 13 games against New Orleans, he's 7-6. and six. He's thrown 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, thrown for an average of 225 yards per game. Uh, so nothing spectacular. He's averaged 34 rushing yards per game. Um, he had a, I don't know. So I, I think, I think it's. I agree with you that I think New Orleans is going to be. I think New Orleans is the better team. Yeah. They were excited to have Greg Olson come back last week. And now he's out again. He's out again. And the weaponry is just not there. Devin Funches is your number one target. We know this Curtis Samuel, the guy you talked about out. before the show, out. He's done for the year. Yep. It's looking good for McCaffrey, but it, he's not. They're not using him as a run between the tackles guy. And what you're going to be excited about, Stewart? Uh, in general, fantasy wise, I think you're liking McCaffrey. I think you're liking hit or miss, uh, Cam. Look, and McCaffrey, this should be a game where. He needs to make an impact. If if Carolina is going to stay in this game, yeah. it's going to be because McCaffrey's making plays, and Agreed. it's going to be most likely as a receiver. Agreed. Oh yeah. Oh for sure, receiver. And I think actually, um, uh, the, uh, the big wide receiver we were just talking about got Funches. banged up. Funches got banged up a little bit as well. 
So I don't know. Let's move. Let's let. It's it's problematic on the Panther side, but you've been in that spot all season. It's the game I want to watch. It's it's it's. You've been that. There's this not is my th- most interesting game to watch of the afternoon games for sure. But you haven't. There hasn't been fantasy wise a moment all season where you've been locked and loaded on anybody. No, and this is the other thing. I have a Drew, I'm a Drew Brees owner, and I look at my team, and I'm like. I, 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 I'm right there. I'm, I'm one of these teams fighting for that, that last playoff spot because Drew Brees has underperformed. A.J. Green has underperformed. Des Bryant has underperformed. Thank God I got the findings of an Alvin Kamara. Thank God I, 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 I found a couple of hits to kind of mix and match throughout the year, but I need Hunter Henry to step up now. I, I need, you know, eventually it's either you're getting it or you're not, and I look at this Saints team and I look at this Drew Brees, this is not the Drew Brees of the years ago. This is going to be the where you're going to get those passing yards and where my, my games are going to be won and lost is when Kamara gets the receiving touchdowns and I get the double bonus. Drew Brees is the 12th ranked quarterback right now. And he's only getting the bonus lately because of those last couple Kamara Nin- touchdowns. Uh, sorry, ninth in our in our, in our Pyro scoring. But, yeah, because lately he's, he's moved himself up a bit and he's never been outside the top four. It's crazy. In the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go to the next game. We're done. I like it. Yeah. Holla! All right, let's go to the last game of the afternoon games. That's the Rams at Cardinals. Um, Sammy Watkins. Ah, oh, god damn. He's he he looks like he's ready with the woods out. Uh, looks like he's ready to get a little more action. He had he had a, a probably the second best game of the season uh, last week. We'll see how he does against Patrick Peterson. This is one of those things, look, Robert Woods being out was a great thing. And the other thing that I agree, I'm happy to see Sammy Watkins starting to perform better too. And part of it comes with, he had to learn the offense. He had to get chemistry with Goff. Um, obviously, Goff just had a much easier reads and chemistry with, with Woods, which is why everything was going that direction. Also with Cooper Cup, who he just tended to, to throw a heck of a lot more targets to. But finally, I think Sammy is understanding what his role is in this offense, how he can get open. He is a bigger play threat. They are throwing yeah. him the ball down the field. So when he does make plays, they're bigger plays. Sammy's got um, double-digit points in three of the last four games, which is awesome. Where he the, the, the first seven games, he only had really that one in week three against San Francisco, a lowly opponent. He had that one awesome 22-point game. You know, people often say things in anger they don't really mean. Leathery hag, fat cow, ungrateful whore. Just words, really, that shouldn't be used against you in a custody hearing. In week seven against Arizona, the same opponent, they um, they goosed them. They basically beat them 33 to nothing. He had five targets and three catches. Uh, not a big day at the office, but... Obviously, game script. They're not necessarily trying to throw too much. They crushed them. Uh, so, I really like... The Cardinals are, are a bit better of a defense right now than they were at one that. time, though, too. I agree with that. But I like where Watkins is right now with the Woods out with the shoulder injury. And just, obviously, like I said, he's, he's gone over 10 points uh, three out of the last four. It just feels like... Oh, you I want to start him over who were the guys that we were talking about. He had nine uh, targets last last week, which is very and he story. and he can get a touchdown and the big play. But I would yeah. start who were the guys that we were talking about with Corey Davis or um, definitely over him. I mean, definitely. I, I think he's a top. He's probably around a top around twentieth wide receiver uh, this week. So yeah, 
I mean, I could I could give something good right now, and I'll tell you where Stags has got him on his on his rankings. Oh no! It's and the, the other guy that, that, that's going to be interesting in this matchup, um, it's going to be Todd Gurley. You know, Gurley has basically been not really been putting up a a, a, a ton of points going on with you know. Uh, just as a straight running back, he only has he hasn't had a hundred yard game in his last uh, five four four weeks. So, but he's been doing it as a receiver as well. And you know, I, I just kind of look at this situation here, and I, I, I kind of feel like this might be a nice Todd Gurley game. Now, granted, the Cardinals are a top six defense, six best against running backs. Uh, but I'm not necessarily just saying he's going to do it as, as a runner. I think he's going to do it as a receiver. I think that you have to deploy him uh, more. And I think that we've seen that now, especially with Robert Woods out. He's been targeted seven times, uh, two of the last three weeks. And he's had uh, 18 targets in his last three weeks. Yeah, and let's be honest. He's even been asked, like, the fact that he's gotten less carries uh, over, the, over the late. Remember how he started out with the touchdowns? And was firing it up for the first four weeks or so. Ingram's got more rushing touchdowns than him now. Obviously, he's done it through some passing attack right now uh, over, over the season. But Ingram and Ingram's been on fire there lately. But um, Gurley's basically being a team player, you know, saying, you know, we're winning. So yeah. it's all good. I don't give a shit. I'm here on a winning team. This isn't about me. He remembers last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'd rather I'd rather be winning and doing what I'm doing and being a contributor and still, uh, still even you know top top player in fantasy football than whatever's what I, I touched and, and and saw last year. Right. And the other thing that uh, is, is 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 a guy Cooper Cup finally had his big breakthrough game. He had his hundred yard game, uh, eight catches, 116 yards last week. You just can see, and it's almost like uh, the volume for him now, he becomes a very playable guy as well because if Patrick Peterson is going to be paying attention to Sammy Watkins, then that means Cooper Cup has the opportunities uh, to come across underneath. I got a funny, if you you guys ever want to just go to a funny uh, Twitter account, it's at Bortles Facts, B-O-R-T-L-E-S Facts, and it's Blake Bortles Facts. Here's a, a, a tweet that they um, have from a couple days ago. Blake Bortles had more rushing touchdowns in Week 12, two, than Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, Emmett Smith, and Barry Sanders combined. Zero. <laughs> okay. I'm a trained killer, you know. I can kill you with anything in this office. You want to die by post-its? Because I can make that happen. And that's a slow death. Bortles is a slow death. So we got sitting here, Gurley. God, Gurley's it's been weird. He's only got 865 yards. Yeah, rush. Not, there's not one. There's We're not, not receiving them. No, of course. There's not one thousand yard rusher yet through uh, eleven games. Yeah, as dominant as, as guys were starting out, it's really kind of calmed down. But it's because we're we're seeing more of the all-purpose backs now. It's like you you can't just be a one-dimensional running back and be a a, a, a successful player in the NFL. If you want to be a definitely a fantasy worthy running back, you got to be doing everything. Yeah, and true. you better be a great receiver because. There are Jordan Howard. Where, where is he ranking right now? Because I, I don't think it's that high as a one-dimensional. Can I be back. honest? Yeah. 
Just are you just talking rushing? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just talking fancy points yeah, yeah, by yeah. running backs. Rushing wise, they only got like uh, 12 yards less than than Gurley. Yeah, no, no. But my point is that he doesn't give you anything in the in the got receiving it, game. It, so if you are that one-dimensional running back these days, if you, and, and you're not scoring 14, 15, 16 touchdowns. You, you just don't have a chance to be as successful top end wise as, no as the guys like Hunter Kamara that would have the potential. Um, obviously, let's quickly talk about Goff. They're throwing it, man. So this is a guy that obviously uh, the staff has got to get a lot of faith in. He's throwing the ball shitload. Um, they, uh, the stat here is in the last three weeks, Jared Goff has thrown. The ball more than twice as many times as they've run it. So this has become a pass-heavy, pass-first and, and then they've been good doing it. Yeah, they're winning. So. Right. It's, it's, it's the development. And this is one of those things where uh, those of us here in Chicago, we were watching with Mitch Trubisky, we're, we're hoping that we see that next year. But you have to have the right coaches in place. And look, they, the, the coaches that they had there with him last year, Jeff Fisher... The two quarterbacks that he couldn't he couldn't work with Jared Goff because he was no good. He couldn't work with Case Keenum. These are two guys that are doing pretty good in the NFL right now. Oh, do you see the, there's a great meme that's going around where at the end of the uh, uh, Vikings Rams game, I don't know when they played each other, but obviously they're buddies. They played together on the team last year, Case Keenum and, and uh, Goff. And Goff's like got his helmet on, or no, Case Keenum's got his helmet on, and Goff doesn't. He's whispering into the helmet ear hole, and it just said. We're free. <laughs> <laughs> no more Jeff Fisher. We're free. Did it have like Jeff Fisher in the back with two empty cages that <laughs> <laughs> they used to keep him in? I love it. All right, let's go to the um, Cardinals side of the ball. So the Cardinals become an interesting team. I, I don't know that I, I, if my gut check tells me that I want to play hardly anybody on this team because. Blaine Gabbert, last week, they got the win against Jacksonville. That was a revenge game. Uh, got to go against your old team. You did well. Um, but I just don't know that I could. I can't put stock in Gabbert. But the one thing is, no. you know, you know, Fitzgerald, he gave him the most targets, eight. But he only caught three for 13 yards. So that really wasn't anything that was special. Um, <laughs> Sounds like Adrian it Peterson's doing a good job of running the ball. Um, you're giving him the, the healthy workload, but he's not giving you uh, volume touchdowns. Teams are able to kind of shut everything else down, which is why we've seen the emergence of Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, the last two weeks, he's, he's gotten into the end zone. Um, four catches for 72 yards and a score this last week on six targets. Uh, the rookie is starting to make plays at the tight end position, and it's simply a matter of a couple things. That's one of the easier throws for, for Gabbert to make, and on top of that, they're doing everything they can to shut down Larry Fitzgerald and force Gabbert to beat him by going elsewhere. So that's why Seals Jones is making those plays. I think Seals Jones becomes an interesting aspect just because the Cardinals have never had a tight end that's been worth anything. And that's never been something that Bruce Arians wants to do. But as plays are breaking down, that's where Seals Jones is making his plays. Well, I don't know much. I've seen his touchdowns kind of red zone style. Um, Hey, you beat me to the punch, you bastard. Boy, you know what? I will tell you, I love your country. No more communism. No rules of any kind, really. I'm filling my suitcase with steroids and art from ancient Mesopotamia. Ran over an old woman yesterday. Best vacation I've ever had. 
<laughs> All right. That's the Russia we love. Yes, indeed. From Russia with love. There you go. All right, I'm going to have my own Bell Verde. Oh, that was a good one. Are you staring at my butt? No, I am not. I might have been before, but I am... Now I am again. All right, I'm stopping. Who is that? The girl? Anne Hathaway. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't like this movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. She's so unsexy. <laughs> Catwoman. <laughs> um, Alright. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's uh, let's talk about one thing. I haven't seen much video on this uh, this young fella that we're talking about, the tight end. Ricky Seals-Jones. But it sounds like he comes from uh, a, a childhood and a, and a birth that... And a raising that where he was just one of these sick elite athletes, a great fucking football player, and now he's finally getting a chance. And let's be honest, since we've been doing this podcast, who's the best tight end the Cardinals have ever had? Since this podcast, uh, you got to go fantasy or just play. I mean, it's, it's um, probably what was his name? Um, uh, was it Heap? Todd Heap. Todd Heap. Yeah. Sorry about that bad news, but yeah, I would say it's probably Todd Heap. Yes. Yeah. Think, of, think about that. They have, they have been the most tight end efficient team in the league since we've been doing this podcast. Since what? Was that 2010, 2011? 2011, yeah. I mean, so it's... The momentum for this feels pretty good. Who's the best tight end in, in Arizona Cardinals or Cardinals history? Todd Heap. Yeah. I, I, but he actually, he was better when he was on the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens yeah. But he, he finished his career. They, there was the other guy, no. Hausler? Yeah. Hausler, Hausler was a dog. But that was a dog man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved him, but yeah, he never did he shit. Never did they never had anything. They never had a tight end, you know, man. Uh, what's his name? Likes Grisham. Greg Barney's oh, always talking up Grisham. But no, but they have the worst fucking tight end. He should fantasy Grisham, stats ever. Grisham should stick to bad books, and Gresham should really not, <laughs> should really not be playing tight end anymore. You are, you're getting me on these. Uh, you're getting me. I, hey, I, didn't, I didn't call you on earlier when you said uh, uh, Jacob Brissett. You didn't call me on that? I didn't. I didn't. I, I just called you out now for I, You're lucky I didn't say barbecued brisket. Hey, what? can we get some? Yeah, I'm fucking hungry. Um, all right, Cardinals, I got nothing else all to right, say. Uh, we're, yeah, it's... it's you're, Should I pick up that tight end? What's the guy's Ricky name? Ricky Seals-Jones. Seals-Jones. That, that sounds like a, a soul singer. He's, he's part Seal, part Tom Jones. <laughs> that would be a really yeah. interesting mix. Oh, my God. We might... Actually, we gotta do that. We gotta do a crap. Mesh, mesh. Tom Jones with Seal. <laughs> yes, I'm doing that. A pock fa- a pock face, amazing. White guy with hair. an afro. <laughs> oh my god, exactly. Oh god. But here's the one thing. Whenever you rip on Seal, just remember, he used to bang Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. Right on. God damn it. Could you imagine how great that would be? Alright, we're going on, we're moving on, we're having on to the football night in America. Eagles at the Seahawks. Wow. If the Seahawks somehow can uh, pull out a victory at home, which they seem to do a lot, and the Seahawks are pretty good other than some of their defenders being out, it'd be pretty huge for them. Let's start with the Eagles' side of the ball. And let's, let's be honest. Seattle is still a good defense, but they are not the defense that they were. When you're missing, uh, basically now, you only have yeah. one manager of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Um, so when you look at their stats as a whole, Good. 
Seventh best against quarterbacks, 13.6. Fifth best against running backs, 15. Sixteenth, middle of the road against wide receivers at 20 points per game, and uh, middle of the road, 18th against tight ends at 7.4. So it looks. So that makes me think that Ertz is going to be doing all right. First of all, here's, here's what I want to say. First of all, yeah, Carson Wentz is goddamn legit. Okay, goddamn. When you look back over his what is this like nine weeks? Just look, listen to the touchdowns per week, starting with last week. Three, two, four, two, four, three, four. That's, I call him as my fade in our DFS. Now he's not, he's not throwing for a ton of yards because they haven't had to. Because their defense is so good, they jump on you so early that they turn you over and then they just hit coast mode. And they are able to hit coast mode because you have J.H.I., because you have LeGarrette Blunt, because you have Corey Clement. So the problem with that is... Who do you start at running back? Because Ajay, you got to go to your target share on this right one now. because Ajay is not getting the volume of target share. Laguerre, he, did, he actually, you'd be surprised. He, he, he jumped up. So this week. But LeGarrette Blunt was still out there a lot less. For sure. Snap counts, Blunt was 37. And I, to be honest, I feel like that was because Blunt on his first five or six carries looked like the best Blunt of all time. So all of a sudden it's like any Ajay owner that was needing someone was like, fuck. If Blunt had gone. One, five, two, yeah. four, five, Three six. Three carries six yards. Yeah, right. <laughs> then it would have; these numbers would have changed. But Philadelphia had Legarrette Blount had thirty-seven snaps, JHI had twenty-two, Clement had seventeen, and Barner had two. But that's still moving up. I, I feel like Jai had twelve snaps the previous week, so he's gets but you're moving not up. getting him to the point where he's going to be that leader of the thing. And this is the problem. This is where Philadelphia is so deadly as a team is that they're doing it with everybody. I took They're him out. literally doing it with everybody. I, there. I took him out and I put in Alex Collins. Yeah. And it's probably going to fucking be the JGI. Where One thing to remember, in this last game, if he hadn't gotten tackled at the five. I know. It was in that in your league you're talking about. Right, it was a 20-point game. I know. I know. I know. And I'm sitting there like, come on, no, 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 no. But he just lost the he, he lost the gusto at the but end. At least it wasn't as but bad. That as was a twenty to a three point game. It's, all, it's almost as bad as uh, when I was I had the Bengals defense two weeks ago. The guy intercepts the ball in the end zone, runs all the way down, and then turns the look and just drops the ball. You had the Bengals. I had defense. the Bengals defense, and that was another close game. That's like okay, there's a it's a seven point turnaround or whatever. Oh, it's unbelievable. Fuck's sake. But great thing, so, Carson Wentz is retired. Uh, twenty eight touchdowns through eleven games. That's the most in Eagles franchise history. Crazy. What year do you think the Eagles uh, became in the NFL? Oh, um, 65? 65? Well, maybe the NFL. Well, NFL oh, they were founded thing. in 1933. 33? Wow. So, like, literally, dude, 85, yeah, they had to be early. They had to be early. 85-ish yeah. years that, that, wow. that, that, that he's got the best... Through well, 11 games. I bet, if, I bet if he was on the Bears, he'd have the best uh, number in franchise history, too, or right up there. Do you think he'd be the same player uh, that he is now if he had been drafted, if, if the Browns hadn't traded him away? If he was on the Browns right now, it would be, it would, it, he'd still be a great player, but he'd be, he'd be doing a lot more with his legs running for his life. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is he's, he's got three 300-yard games on the year, but he has not thrown a 300-yard game since week five. So three of his first five games were were 300 yard games, and then none since. Yeah. But 
<coughs> you heard all the touchdowns I'm telling you about. So what does that tell you? It tells you that if you're an Alshon Jeffrey, you're looking at Zach Ertz, you're looking at Nelson Aguilar. This is also one of those games where it's a great offense against a tough defense, and a tough defense that's at home. In Seattle, one of the harder places to play on the, the road. The best home field advantage. So I, I look at this game and I go, you know, Alshon maybe is going to get his looks. I, I'm tempering all my expectations 100%. Wentz is not throwing for a ton of yardage anyway. Um, the, the way that their defense is playing, they're going to keep Seattle in this game. This is going to be one of those fun games to watch, but frustrating games to watch from a fantasy perspective because you have two good defenses on the field that are going to stymie guys all over the all over the place. But do you remember? But I'll tell you, you remember what. Remember a few weeks ago that 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 crazy. Fifty that that the the Houston, but remember, or like even the Washington game with them. I can see that happening. But it all happens high scoring game close. But it all happens for Seattle where they it's like it's like momentary lapses, right? The whole Washington game where those 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 two drives that the last three four minutes of the game, nothing was going on the entire game, and then all of a sudden it just went off the off the rails. It could happen that way here. I look. I think there's, 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 there's going to be more. Sc- there should be more scoring here than there will be in the New Orleans uh, Carolina game. I agree with that. Okay, I but it's going to be kind of it, it, Ertz. Ertz, I think, it has a good game in this one. I like oh, Ertz. Yeah. I like Ertz a lot. He's my most favorite start uh, of a Philadelphia player. That's not Carson Wentz. And, um, I, and, and you got to be liking, regardless of what's going on with volume or whatnot. But you got to you got to be feeling. In a flex or a three wide receiver league, you got to be kind of liking the Alshon. No, no. Alshon probably low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. The guy that becomes that flex weird guy is the guy who's been making the plays all year is Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, you can't do it. Right. I've yeah. done it. Gut check. Have you done it? Have you done it? Yes, I've, had, I've, I've played him. Have you done him in DFS? I've done it twice yeah. on those things. And when you do it, it don't do. No, when no, no. I, do benched it, him, it I benched him last week for Devin Funches. I, Funches Which still had a good game, game, but, game. But, but but hell, he had a great game. Aguilar had the touchdown. So it's 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 fantasy roulette yeah. with a- Aguilar. I mean, we like him. I mean, it's great for the team, but as a fantasy owner, him and your starting lineup is good luck. So that's that's basically what you're gonna what you're gonna see from uh, out of the Eagles now out, out of um, Seattle. Here's the, here's the problem. And it works out in the benefit of fantasy owners in the second half. But Russell Wilson is so putrid in the first quarter and kind of even not that great in the first half and kind of puts the team in harm's way to a degree. That he has to and they have, the they have no running game. Right. So that, that, that it's like it has to be this second half. Now, he's thrown for two touchdowns in each of his last four games. And each of those last four games, he's been held under 300 yards passing. But who do you, who's the number one sco- uh, scoring quarterback on the season? Well, he also Russell has Wilson. two rushing touchdowns in his last one. two weeks. He's rushed for, um, in his last four weeks, 25, 86, 19, and 77 yards. So we, love, we, we love Carson Wentz. We love Tom Brady. Right now, in, in the pyro scoring, which is a standard scoring system, it's kind of we tried to do something that was close to a lot of leagues. He has essentially 20-ish, 20 more points than Wentz and Brady. He's the number one. Because he's running. Because he's just getting it done. But you're, like you said, two, two, two. Consistent. He, and, he, and he's getting the running. He is just, you got him locked in. So he's locked in. You're, you're locking out all of the running backs. I'm not even going to talk. You're, you're not starting him. Um, wide receivers, 
you could maybe take a chance on Paul Richardson, but no. not really. He's, this is this similar, is a tough game. That when you play him, he sucks, and yeah. when you don't, he gets one beautiful catch for maybe. Six maybe yards. this is a good week for Jimmy Graham. They're middle of the road against tight ends. Um, Jimmy's been starting to put it together again. I could see Doug having a good game just because he kind of had a dud last week. He'll, he'll get the volume. He needs the volume. Yeah. And again, I think also with the benefit of where Richardson's been improving his game, maybe that opens it up for Baldwin. All right, cool. Let's uh, we good with that game. Moving on, last game. Last right. game of the week. Not too bad for us uh, for a two for Tuesday. Um, we got Monday night Steelers at the Bengals. Something that's amazing. I'm gonna we'll start out with Steelers as we should do. But you want to hear an amazing stat? We were talking about some of these snap counts on these running backs. Check out how many snaps Le'Veon Bell had. Uh, in that game last week. It was like 62? 72. Oh, my God. <laughs> 72. That's more than Buffalo had combined. It's more than... It's the same as San Francisco had combined. Wow. I mean, this is more... It's it, just one less than Minnesota's backfield had combined. More than Cincinnati's combined. More than <laughs> Tennessee's combined. More than India. This is a one guy having... Full-on snap counts more than four running backs on different teams. Giants had four running backs. Uh, he had Le'Veon Bell had more snap counts than all than Coleman, Darkwa, Vereen, and Perkins. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> He's got. So you're starting him. Now, now think about this. Talk about snap counts. The last time he played against Cincinnati earlier this year, 35 carries, 134 yards, three catches for 58 yards. Yeah, so you're locked and loaded on him. Antonio Brown is... You're locked and loaded on Ben Roethlisberger right now. He's got four, what, four touchdowns each of the last two weeks? I agree. Um, he's on fire. And in this game, on Monday night, in this game... And basically 300 yards each game. You're not, you're, 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 unless you have something ridiculous, Ben Roethlisberger is the starting quarterback on your team. Um, he, Antonio Brown 100% is locked in, but... Sh- Obviously, Martavis. If catch. Juju is not, if Juju's not playing again, where is Juju? It, it's the hamstring. So it, you, I expect him to be out another week. Martavis is starting to show a little bit more. He he's had big games against the Bengals before. I, I look. We've been waiting for it all year. At least we're starting to see that. Now he's, he's finally getting some targets. Lot, lot targets. I don't like that he's being used on the kickoffs because that just shows me that you know uh, we'll, we'll just. Get you a touch here or there, but Joe, but Juju is doing that as well. So he's basically playing that Juju role. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'll say, and I, I mentioned it a little briefly earlier. They're trying to get him the ball, but you can kind of see the rustiness still, even at this point, week through twelve weeks uh, of games. Like he just like when when something is thrown to Antonio Brown and a lot of other players, it's just like boom. You saw that last catch we talked about with Hopkins, like. It seems like Martavis, I don't know if it's in his head, I don't know if it's because he's out of league so long, I don't know if it's just not, you'd think at this point, because he had a full preseason, had minded, uh, over he, he it, had it seems like it. every catch for him is very hard. Yes. And that's happened, there was, there and, was, in there his was, first there year, was, it was five all, weeks ago, there, were t- uh, there was a game where he had two catches, 
that would have been a long touchdown, one would have been, and it just felt like he kind of boxed. It. His first year, every catch was effortless. Effortless. They were just it's like not dropping the bucket in. It's like now everything it is a struggle, but it's because you're pressing. He's pressing. He's pressing. Yeah, it, he's there's pressing. no doubt. There's so, no. but Juju out. I mean, he's you gotta play him. You're playing. So you gotta love all those guys. They'll flip it over because you know in these matchups against Cincinnati. The Bengals have not performed. I like the way he did that. They're one of the best fantasy teams ever. You were able to, well, let's, we just know how you're playing. Let's flip it over. Well, but it's true. <laughs> and, and when I look at Cincinnati, I, I, I don't like how they perform uh, uh, against the, uh, you know, the Steelers. Steelers have a great defense. Joe Mixon has been finally starting to put things together. Joe Mixon's going to get laid on his ass in this game. A.J. Green, which this used to be a, a, a matchup he did well with. He had three catches for 41 yards in their first matchup. AJ Green has been basically <laughs> uh, a while, uh, non-existent. Right? He's I watch these games and I'm like, where's AJ Green? Where's AJ Green? But you and know it's like why, right? One target in the first quarter and a half. You know why? It's because the offensive line is so, so bad. goddamn can't terrible field, can't that he can't. They, there can't be a moment where Dalton, who still should be peppering him with targets more than he does. He should be like Phillip Rivers to Keenan Allen. He should be like Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback on the other side of the ball, to Antonio. Just fucking throw A.J. Green the ball. Just give him. He should have 15 targets a game. Yeah. So, so should all these guys. Um, I don't care. If you get an interception, it's fine. You're getting interceptions by having it deflect off of Mixon's hands or yeah. uh, these shitty players. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you. A.J. Green, ugh. But you gotta start him. Um, you started, and but who else are you starting in this lineup? I can't. I can really. I, I mean, coming, mixing coming off that game, you're gonna be hard. Well, look, to if you've been starting mixing throughout this entire season and all that, and then you finally got that game, you're definitely starting him again this week. Most likely, if you've been starting him, you probably had him benched if you were, had a better option. I, I, the Steelers are a good defense. I'm not playing him against the Steelers. Division matchup and the Steelers what against running backs their eighth best only allowed 16.5 points. I don't like it. I just don't like it against uh, wide receivers. They're middle of the road, but again, it's a divisional matchup. Um, I'm playing AJ. I'm not playing Brandon LaFell. I'm not playing Tyler Boyd. I'm not playing. I don't even think I want to play Tyler Croft. <laughs> Why do they're fifth best against? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, third best against tight ends. 5.5 points per game. Ugh. So this is one of those games you, you, you're starting on the one side and you're pretty much fading most of the Bengals side. I mean, do you have faith in Marvin Lewis, gut check, at this point in time in his uh, coaching career? There's another guy that's going to be out of a job soon. No, I think I think we're done with this show, to be honest. It's Hang on one check. second. Did you see anything while I was dancing? Just once, but I don't think you expected him to lift you so high. <laughs> I, my ears suck. I didn't hear a funny word there. So it just was, but I don't think you expected him to lift you so high. <laughs> um, all right. I don't think that's what she meant, but... <laughs> I'm done, and I'm done You're done, you're done Houdini, always a pleasure. We yeah, have two and a half-ish hours talking fantasy football for week 13. It's gut check time. Pyro giving you what you need to do to get it done in week 13. This is... Important times. I know personally for me, I'm in a spot where I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make the right decisions to get into the postseason. And we're all, many of us are in that spot. And regardless, we uh, love talking fantasy football. Yeah. What did you drink tonight, buddy? Oh, I was drinking the old Brooklyn Brewery that destroyed your old couch. 
the uh, chocolate stout <coughs> on sale, eleven ninety nine. Now six packs instead of four packs, ten percent alcohol. I like ten percent. I like it. I like yes. It. What are we listening to in music class? Uh, the Mighty Imperials. So old school. Uh, they've come to Chicago a bunch. Uh, the, uh, like so this the old school kind of funk soul. Uh, this final, uh, opened up with Jody's Walk. We're gonna close with Thunder Chicken. So those of you that are Meters fans, you'll you'll hear a lot of Meters uh, ish stuff in Thunder Chicken. Influences there. You got All right. it. What are the uh, sound bites you had going on? Get smart. Get smart. We know. We know. We, we know. We heard. We know that voice. But I love. I love the original. Get smart with uh, Don Adams. Yes. Yeah. I grew shit. up with that shite for sure. Because I'm old. Um, I'm too. drinking uh, Goose Island's Old Man Grumpy Pale Ale. Uh, it's a dry hopped with the uh, Huel Melon and Mosaic hops. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't been on the Goose Island tip too much. I know people love their uh, Bourbon County stuff, but I'm. Just I don't love their IPA. I don't. I, Me either. I I, I, I haven't you loved like their, this one. Love this fucking All beer. Right. I, don't, I just grabbed it like three weeks ago. It's kind. Of, I think it was a limited release, but it's not because I, I feel like it's their best beer. I feel like I used to drink Goose Island a lot when it was just like the Goose Island Brewery here. Then they got bought out and like. I just don't see their stuff well, there's all, But there's all, that, but there's also so many beers now. Right. Goose Island. But, to, but to, every bar in Chicago. Goose Island is, is 1990 through 2006, every bar had Hawker's Ale on their on their pull list. 312, when that beer came out, it right. just revolutionized the wheat beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're against their own worst enemy, which is a lot of competition. They, they're they an original. Uh, love you, Houdini. Love you, Houdini. Awesome, good times. Gut check uh, yourself, peoples. This is the most important final week. You're prepping yourself. Start making the smart decisions now. If you're already in the playoffs, don't get cute. Make the smart moves. Play the matchups. Do the right thing. Good luck, guys. Let's do this. And if you guys have any questions, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, obviously, we're not going to start trying to promote Pyro Pro too much lately. But uh, if you do want to ask us direct questions and you're in the th- thick of the throws, as, as they say, uh, join that because when you join it, you'll be able to ask us direct questions and we'll answer you back. And you get that membership not through the end of the 2017 NFL season, which would be, say, maybe week 16 or through the Super Bowl. You get that through a year from now. So you would have your subscription through all offseason, through the first uh, uh, the day. 13 weeks. So, yeah, 365 days, bitches. Yeah. This would be two. If you bought it right now, today, it would be November 29th, 2018, your year-long subscription would end up. So, let's get back and listen to these fellas. Thank you for joining us on this. We had a blast. We'll talk to you next week. The Mighty Imperials, Thunder Chicken.
you thinking what I'm thinking? I don't know. Were you thinking, holy shit, holy shit, a swordfish almost went through my head? If so, yes. 